Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, fuckers. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Whatever season, Mod Cloths got you covered. Snag a new swimsuit for that summer getaway or a cute cardi for those first signs of fall. Modcloth's signature line of apparel comes in a full-size range from XXX, XXS to 4X. That's quite a range. So it's never been easier to find your perfect fit. Need a little outfit advice? Just reach out to their amazing team of mod stylists for free sizing, fit, and styling help. Go to M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com and enter promo code G-W-F at checkout. You get 30% off your order of $100 or more. Snag your style obsession at ModCloth. Hmm, come see us live, guys. Tonight, Philadelphia, I'll be all up in ya. It's Friday, August 11th. Uh, the 8 o'clock show is sold out, but we added a 10 p.m. show. There's a couple tickets probably by now still left. I'm not sure. Probably might not, be, though. Might be sold out. Who knows? Um, I'm headlining the Victoria Freehouse, and I do say headlining very lightly. It is a restaurant. Don't get too excited for <laughs> yourselves. Uh, uh, James, my boyfriend, is featuring. Alfred's going to be there. We have an awesome <gasps> yes. host, uh, Anna uh, Roy's Roy. Anna Rose Royceman. We've been reading a lot of things today. I'm honestly impressed with us. <laughs> and uh, Mary Redzinski, two local uh, comics who I fucking love. Uh, use code Alfred for $15 tickets. And Ham- then that's it. Hamptons. Yeah, you got your boat shoes on. You're in the Hamptons right now. Well, that's cool. I'm so happy for you. But also on Wednesday, August 16th, Corinne and I are hosting a free show at Rush Meyers, which is in Montauk. Um, and you should come. What time is it at? I believe it's 8 p.m. Okay. But I mean, you're I in, so. on a little desert, you know. Yeah, you're it's on not your, a, It's not a desert, but. You're on your little like <laughs> almost island of privilege. So you might as well just come down. It's free, okay? Um, but if you're going to be in New York City on Wednesday, August 16th, uh, from 8 to 10 p.m., our dear friend and spiritual guru, Kate Wolf, hosts this amazing dance party. It's called Break Free. And she fucking, it's so much fun. They have a DJ. They play really good music. And the just purpose is to go there and fucking dance your ass off to great pop, hip hop, all that stuff. Uh, If you're interested and you're in New York City, um, go to breakfreeparty.eventbrite.com. That's just, I just wanted to promote that because it's a really fucking fun event. And I wish I could go, but you should go because Kate's going to be there. And she's going to jiggle her butt in your face, probably. <laughs> she's very good at twerking. Oh, so good. And she raps. She raps at these things, too. She's, I love Kate. And me, too. <laughs> um, okay. New York City also on Saturday, August 19th. It's the end of summer edition of Nacho Bitches, hosted by myself and Blair Saki. It's at 11.15 p.m. at New York Comedy Club. Use code Nacho for $10 tickets. Fun, as always. Saturday, August 26th, 7.30 p.m., is the two-year anniversary of Glamour Puss, hosted by myself and Wendy Starling at Zinc Bar in the West Village, 82 West 3rd Street. That's going to be an insane night, and I'm going to get drunk. And I haven't gotten drunk in a really long time, so (laughs) you should just pay 15 bucks to see that. Honestly, it's a fun night. Um, Yay, come. Uh, Toronto, Canada, September 21st through the 22nd. 
That's just two, two days. days. <laughs> All the way from the 20. That's no, September that's no XXS to 4L. To 22nd. We're going to be at Just for Laughs Toronto. Get your tickets. Don't make us look like chumps, basically. Um, and then uh, Boston. Uh, you can't get rid of me, Boston. I'm just going to keep coming back. On Sunday, September 24th, I'm at Laugh Boston at 7.30 p.m. And then me and Christina were comparing calendars. And I was like, bitch, girl, you're, you're free girl. the next day. So you should fucking come. So me, me, this is a great show, guys. Sunday, September 24th, Laugh Boston, which is ugh, one of my favorite clubs. It's on the water. It's fucking beautiful. I've never been there. Uh, me, Christina Marie Hutchinson. Oh, I was like, Marie, who, Marie... <laughs> James Myers, we're all going to be there. <gasps> is Pinker or, is Pinkerton coming? I'm well, sorry I mean, I did Pinkerton that is sorry more than welcome, I did that. but is, he has to buy a Alfred ticket. I said that. He has to buy a ticket. Is Alfred coming? <laughs> uh, Alfred um, probably will come yes. to that, I think. Yeah. Uh, and use code Alfred for the discount uh, on that. We'll put all these links in the description of the podcast because we know we're hitting you with a lot yeah. right now. And the next day, Monday, uh, September 25th, I'm going to be headlining at Cityside in Boston. Um, and that's. I don't know. There'll be details in the description that I'll gather by the time you hear this. So That's like either I got free or really cheap. You just have yeah. to make a reservation because that yeah, one does that one sell sells out. out and there's only like 50. It's a yeah. 50 capacity room. So. so fun. Go to that show. And then on Monday, November 9th, we are in oh, New York dude. for the New York Comedy Festival. We're on, a, we're on a flyer and it's like famous person, famous person, famous person, famous person, two whores. We're in a video and the name of our podcast scrolls over Conan O'Brien's face. So if we have not made it yet, I don't know what to we have. have. I was but so we have to excited. I used to intern for him and I was like, you know what? Just mere years ago, I was falling up the stairs of 30 Rock to get you a bag of sun chips. And now here is this podcast that you don't even probably know exists, but it's over your face and that's pretty cool. So Monday, November 9th, Tribeca Performing Arts uh, Festival. Uh, it's on pre-sale right now. So let's try to like sell it out in pre-sale. Oh There's a, it's a big theater. I'm really am. Because I know you guys are like, well, maybe something better will come along. But just no. like, if you go buy a ticket now, it makes us look a lot better than everybody else, which is the point of life. So the code is <laughs> F as and in Frank, uh, NYC... Oh. F as in Frank. Book. Okay. Maybe you'll maybe you'll remember that now. He's been really nice about the book, so he deserves a shout out. Oh, that was good. That yeah, was, those were a lot of unnecessary emails that he didn't I've need had to go the through. Contact. <laughs> I asked Nico. I was like, "Can I tell the time about how I did anal on your couch when we were sober?" And then I had to ask Stoya. I'm like, "Can I talk about you for my book, yeah. and the TV show, and or the, on the this is not happening on Comedy Central?" People could be people could have good been sport. a lot worse than they were about the book. So. Good sport. <laughs> so nice, nice vibes to them. Uh, hey. Listeners, oh. are you tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses? Yeah. Do you overwear contact lenses to save money? I yeah. mean, we've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> I make I make monthlies less all year long, baby. <laughs> that's like that's like a sport. Yeah. Uh, what if I told you that you can get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for thirty dollars a month? <gasps> Guys, that's a dollar a day. This is half the price of other brands. All you have to do to get this great deal is go to Hubble. 
uh, contacts.com. That's H-U-B-B-L-E, contacts, if you can't spell that part, can I help you, dot uh, com. And you get your first two weeks free. So literally, we're just giving you a website and you go to it, do, 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 and then you just get free shit. Uh, I have these contacts. Well, I mean, before my LASIK, I had them. Uh, and oh, someone's fancy. They, they were really great. I'm very picky about contact lenses and they were really soft and the boxes were very nice, which... That doesn't matter, but you know, I it did make me think more of the brand. <laughs> oh, I will not respect you if your taste sucks. So yeah, I hear you. Oh gosh, uh, and the way they get this cheap price is because uh, they just don't do the markup. It's easy; they sell directly to you, so they can offer you at contacts at half the price. Uh, they've been featured in Vogue, GQ, TechCrunch, Mas- Mashable, etc. Uh, go to HubbleContacts.com. Get your first two weeks free. 15 pairs of lenses. Free. H-U-B-B-L-E. Contacts.com. <laughs> if there's two things I love in this world, it's fucking and sleeping. And I do both of those things right below us where we are recording on my Casper mattress. And I really, I love it. I love Casper. It's really great. It's fucking awesome. Real customers have said the Casper is, quote, like sleeping on brioche. <laughs> okay. Stoner. And like the tinkling of baby laughter in the moonlight. I've never, that's not a sound, whatever. <laughs> if you had to compare sleeping on a Casper mattress to anything, what would it be? Oh, is that a question to me? Yeah, um, I believe that's that's your personal endorsement shit. right there. Oh, sorry. Alfred uses it as uh, the largest and most expensive wee-wee pad <laughs> in the nation. <laughs> so that's real good. Um, well, the first time we got a cra- Casper mattress, we had a three-way and a girl squirted on it. I was so pissed. Oh, you know, there's actually a zipper on it. You can take the top bit and <gasps> throw it right in the wash. I, really? There's a zipper. I mean, what else would the zipper be for? True. To make stuff in bodies. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know when you take the fitted sheet off a mattress and the mattress just looks like you're in a trailer park. You're like, yes. Ugh. that. Like I don't. This again. This is the your thing with packaging and how it like does make you respect the brand more. Casper mattresses look look really nice without sheets on them. They like look really good naked. Real. Oh, I already read that. <laughs> Buying the Casper. Oh, what did it, what would it be if I had to compare something uh, to sleep on? <sighs> Like Kate Upton's breasts. Oh, that's good. That doesn't make you buy it. What is your problem? Buying the Casper is easy. Just order online and it's delivered to your door in a compact, how did they do that, sized box. It's available in the U.S., Canada, and now the U.K. Shout out. That was not a British accent, sorry. And shipping and returns are free. Considering we spend one third of our lives on our mattress, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you a hundred nights to try it risk-free. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper with a C dot com slash GWF and using code GWF. Terms and conditions apply. Do you guys want more guys we fucked in your life? Yeah, you do. And there's no we're not, ads. We're, yeah, there's. Oh, yeah. If you if he's one of those three out of a lot of people that are bitching. Uh, number one, fucking press fast forward. Go fuck yourself. Number two, uh, on Stitcher Premium, there is this service called Stitcher Premium. It's an app. And uh, 
And it's a way to help out our the podcast too, a way to help out Corinne and I um, financially. But also we've recorded about 25 bonus episodes of the podcast so far. We do two a month. They are very fun. People have said that they're better than the regular episodes. And that's, that's that I'm rude. like, all right, you're an <laughs> asshole. But also I guess I'll quote you when we go promote these. Um, but we've done very fun things on these Stitcher premium bonus episodes. We've gotten drunk. And maybe one of us also got high and maybe we read all of the hate mail we get in our inbox. Not all. It's not it's not a lot, but we read it and we made fun of the people um, <laughs> respectfully. Uh, maybe I gave out some names, whatever. Um, I was high. And we've uh, interviewed Daisy from Audrey and Daisy, uh, the documentary on this pie on the Stitcher premium episodes. We called to try and get a cheap divorce. Oh, my God. We prank. We like kind of prank called, but also researched called a divorce company. We, a, I, made a, I made a friendship, I think is what that episode was. Oh, yeah. And the guy. Oh I love God, that lady so much. Fun. I'm actually sad I'm not getting a divorce because I love that lady so much. Well, remember, we, we also called in that episode an injury lawyer. And I said I had an anal accident yeah. and he was really he was laughing at me yeah, and I was, was acting as because I got to be a fan acting and I was really speaking <laughs> like I was hurt and upset and he was not sensitive to that. <laughs> um, and uh, oh, another episode we've done, we've for whatever reason, our Facebook form, when you message us through that, it asks what your phone number is and some of you put it. Uh, I don't know why I'd ask that. We don't need it. But if you're giving it to us, we'll call you. Um, and we call listeners. We read their emails and then we call them. We try to answer it. That was really fun. So if you go to stitcherpremium.com slash GWF, that is how you have to go to this. That's the only way. You will have access to the 25 plus bonus episodes we have of Guys We Fucked, ad-free episodes of Guys We Fucked, all the future bonus episodes of Guys We Fucked, and like all this fucking bonus content to like hundreds of other podcasts, but like, whatever, this one's the best. So who cares? Um, but it's a lot of content and it's $35 a year. That's it. That's it. I mean, come on or four ninety nine a month. But, um, yeah, that's a way to, um, help us support the podcast, but also like have more fun in your life. <laughs> so go to stitcherpremium.com slash GWF. Tell your mom, tell your friends, tell your wife. Oh, and last thing in housekeeping, uh, we were in the studio today for the first day of the recording of the audiobook version of Fucked being sexually explorative and, and self-confident in, in a world, world that's screwed. Uh, it was a very fun day. <laughs> I it cried was. twice. Yeah, there was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot Ugh. of crying. I was, you know. Some of the book gets really intimate, but then some of it's like mad funny. I was shitting out vegan food because I have food poisoning. It was a real, just a, it was just a fun day. Um, but anyway, you can get the audiobook for is available for pre-sale now on audible.com. Uh, the link is in the bio of our Sorry About Last Night Instagram. If this was too much for you to remember and you want to do it from your phone, I get it. It's or fine. Just Google it. I mean, anything. It'll come Google. up. You can Google any, like, why do we even go to doctors? Just Google everything. Yeah. Don't do You that. know what you have. <laughs> you know what she gave you. You know. All right. How you doing? Good. I saw this video. Um, well, Stephen and I are just a person. There's not really much of a personal update other than I've emailed so many fucking couples therapists in New York City. Ain't none of them getting back to me. And one of them's like, I can only do Tuesdays. I'm like, it's like the <laughs> one day I can't do you piece of shit. I'm a fucking cunt. He's a guy. Busy Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't. I mean, if that's the only day, I need some flex. You know what I mean? I need to be, I need people. I have, I got a team. 
I need like I need flexibility. Uh, if I can't just just commit to Tuesday. I got a team. Yeah, I got a trainer. She flex. <laughs> Shout out to Talia. Body by Talia. Um, oh um, so that's uh, currently in the middle of that. But I, um, my friend Aaron, who works uh, with Dan Savage, uh, was telling me Esther Perel, who does that TED talk on infidelity that mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with, mm-hmm. fucking practices in New York City. So I'm gonna try hunt her down. Oh wow! Yeah, did that's... you try googling Esther Perel? Not yet. <laughs> gonna do it though. She told like, me yesterday. I was like, I don't know that it's so much of a hunt. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I'm gonna. I just didn't know she was in New York. I thought she was right. in France. Right, right. She's French. That's cool. And then I saw this video. It's not funny. Oh boy. But it okay. Hope no one's in a wheelchair. Well, <laughs> um, it was in England. I don't know if it was in London or England. Did you see this? It was this guy. You don't know if it was in London or England? Like if it was in the city of oh, London okay. or somewhere else in England. Right, elsewhere. Manchester. Yeah. That's the only other city. Windsor. Right? Oh, Bath, Stratford upon Avon. I'm going to stop. <laughs> um, and there was this guy, white guy, salt pepper hair, looked like, you know, your friend's dad jogging down the road, right? He was jogging okay. next to a highway on a bridge, you know, and there was like a jogging path and he was just jogging like a normal jogger. And this woman is walking opposite of him, like, you know, toward, but not like running, going to run into him. There's room for two people. He's jogging, like whatever, whatever. The second the woman passes him, he fucking pushes her in the road and she almost gets ran over by a double decker bus. The bus swerved, missed her fucking head. But the, the casualness in which, with which he pushed her, he was like, literally like, oh, like, and I was like, that is such a metaphor for how it feels to be a woman sometimes. Men just like fucking push you in but front of a bus and they don't even care. Why was he do? Why did he I do that? I don't know. No one knows. They're still looking for him. He's not like just like a serial like no. pusher. He was a cash pusher. It was very But odd. maybe that's why he's so good at it. Because usually if he's he's a he'll be a serial pusher, but he's so good at the pushing. And it seems so casual that no one's even like noticed. But it, I mean, someone would have complained about getting pushed into traffic maybe he hasn't maybe this was his first successful more more successful maybe Maybe his aim's getting better it was eerie maybe but he was it was almost like michael jordan like uh throwing a fucking three-pointer like it was nothing with his uh, hand signer nothing but net nothing but bus swoosh exactly nothing Mm -hmm. but push and he she he hit her in the part of her shoulder where it just it commanded all of her body weight and she fell over i i mean i've never weak Oh, that's right. And we're dumb. So that dumb bitch had it coming. No, but I, I was so. What was she wearing, Christina? She was wearing long black sleeves and a long like pants. So like uh, it wasn't even like she was asking. Sounds for like it. a whore uniform to me. I know. But you know what? Still didn't deserve to get pushed in front of a bus. Oh, God, that's awful. Well, the driver of the bus swerved immediately. So that was definitely a guy. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> um, Sarcasm. Uh, But we're, I just we live amongst monsters. I just thought that that was so. Like such a, just the, 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 I just, that was a metaphor for how I feel sometimes when women have this thing. I think every woman has this in the back of her head or she'll have a day. Maybe she'll just have an hour. Maybe she'll have a year. Maybe she'll have a lifetime of hating men. Mm -hmm, And I love, I mean, there's so many men in my life that I love that are the best. They're angels. But sometimes the ones that suck, suck so hard and so often that women just come home. I hate men. Sometimes mm-hmm, Stephen will come mm-hmm. upstairs and be like, hey, I'm like, yeah, I just hate men right now. I'm sorry. It's not you. I just need to. 
I'm yep. not gonna say anything mean. I'm just I need I just need a second. It's just not a man day right now. Yeah, some days are not. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes men just the, the male species really disappoints me. Um, that wasn't necessarily disappointing. I mean, that sucked. I don't know if it was a sexist thing at all. I don't know. I'm assuming he meant to do it. It was seemed to be very precise. But um, that just was a night like that was just that video encompassed how I feel sometimes towards men. I gotta watch this video. I don't wanna push them in front of a fucking bus, but I won't because that's illegal. <laughs> that's the only reason you're not pushing them. And, you know, I don't want to die. Oh, yeah, I don't I have no interest in harming anyone I physically. Harm people. Only emotionally. That's really That's my goal. worse. Is it? I don't know. No, I don't know. I think about How it sometimes. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Uh, I am, again, 31 years old and I just came back from Lollapalooza. <laughs> I didn't realize I didn't realize how young the demographic was for Lollapalooza. Oh, how young? I mean, like for a lot of fuckers 16, there. Sixteen. Oh yeah. Oh. I got recognized many, 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 Aww. many, many times. Wow. Uh, sometimes I was on Molly for those recognitions. Oh, shit. Oh, you did Molly. I'm gonna do. You know what? That's the one I'm gonna do instead of shrooms or acid. Mm, uh, That's like would, a better one, right? Well, uh, I mean. I like them all. Molly, oh. I would recommend, I would say for you is probably the one I would recommend for you because you're not going to have, you're not going to like have a bad trip. Right. And you just have to Which keep hydrated. you could. Yes. Yeah. And do not drink alcohol. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did a quarter one once. I drank so much water. Zero. Drink a I very, ton of water. I like researching them. Don't drink any alcohol. Very important for anyone listening. Um, but it's funny because, it, it, I mean, it just makes you happy. So, like, it's got the excess of which you will be happy is very, I, I'm interested to I'm see. I'm already pretty happy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how. Because the serotonin how, release will be like, what? How happy can I get? Yes. Um. So that was, ugh, that was, I mean, it was, was magical. It, fun? it was magical. Well, you got, I saw these articles about it getting rain. Like, Lord had to go off stage after three songs. That was day one. You know what? If the fucking music festivals fun. are so much music that it doesn't matter. I, I didn't admit, I was like three songs is quite enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and it's like you're, you're in very confined spaces with a bunch of people who you don't want to be touching to begin with. Um, so yeah, we'll get You looked to- great. I loved your, um, rainbow onesie with the nets that was very beautiful and very kesha of you thank you thank you yes i had a lot of outfits picked out that i had ordered from various websites including my favorite website dolls kill that's a free promo i just really dolls kill uh i fucking love it it's like hot topic for dolls oh oh, oh. yeah i was like it's not really yeah not mine (laughs) (laughs) i'm on mod cloth but really i actually do shop in mod cloth um so a bunch of things happened so for first thing i want to say about Lollapalooza is a little commentary on the behavior that I witnessed. And I got to say, all right, Miss Fisher, what'd you say? I know. And I do feel like, I feel like I went like as an undercover mom, because the thing is, <laughs> well, it was really interesting because I think, uh, people were treating me as a peer because they had no idea that I was like 10 plus years older than them. Everyone was that much. younger. Yes. They were all, wow. Yes. I was considerably older than everyone there. I mean, except for Kanani. <laughs> Oh, hi, Kanani. That was so cool. Yeah, Kanani's awesome. But um, so I was there and yeah, I mean, I because I, mean, I was wearing flat shoes because it was a festival. So like, number one, I'm short and people just do assume like, assume, like short people are young for some reason. It's like not accurate. <laughs> it's like you haven't grown all the way yet. Yeah, but I'm very little. So I mean, very short, even compared to like other young women. You're like the Kevin Hart of female I'm flat chested and like, I don't, my face doesn't look really that old, especially if I'm not wearing a ton of makeup. So I just, people had no fucking idea. And also I dress like a child uh, because it's more fun. So Hell yeah, it, 
I, I kind of the observation in a sentence I made is like for how self-conscious we are, we meaning women, we're certainly not self-conscious about being bitches. That's oh, the sentence shit. that sets, sums up the behavior there. I mean, I kind of just the spent a lot mechanism. of times uh, time observing because there's a lot of times when you're waiting in line and there's a lot of, you know, people interacting with each other, just the way women were treating not like not only like me like uh, people tried to start multiple t- fights with me what? when i'm just like standing there wait what ha- wait it's how self-conscious never- bullshit where people are like you know you turn around and people are like what the fuck are you looking at like whoa that, that I mean, was said that's stuff I, that i haven't heard since uh, middle school freshman year not high even. school maybe i mean just uh, and it was just so amusing to me because i mean obviously that's something that only like the most insecure person in the world would say yeah and uh, and I mean, that was an instance where I was literally this girl kept screaming. She's only 16. So I turned around to make sure that a someone who was 16 wasn't getting hurt. And I didn't oh have my to God. help her. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I was looking at. Yeah. That, um, the, and then I just looked at the at the girl and she was like kind of just a mess. And, you know, how so like wasted? Yeah, No, just like, you know, someone who looks uncomfortable, like just dressed not appropriately for your you know weight and not really attractive. And that does those things don't matter. But at that age, they do. And I think a lot of times those kind of aesthetic things manifest in anger and in being a bitch and in trying to be a tough girl. And that's not, oh, the, right. well, and that's, that's not the right way. That's the shield you put up. Sure. And I course. feel like a lot of people um, will try and either dress or look whatever a certain way to get a reaction. And then when they get that reaction, they lash out. Yeah. Like they got, I kind of want to get mad at people. Yeah. And it was so interesting because, you know, I'm sitting, I'm standing there. I'm 31, almost going to be 32. I co-host this podcast about sexuality and how we encourage women to be so free and to, you know, do whatever they want with their bodies. But then again, I was looking, I was so conflicted because I was looking around. Everyone has these like tiny little shirts, their tits are hanging out, which is awesome. And I totally love that. But it's like when you're 16 and you have your boobs out, you know, it's like you, you're just doing it. So guys pay attention to you. And it was really, really evident. And I felt so conflicted because I would never want to think less. How was it? How was that? What made it seem evident that that's why they were doing their behavior? I mean, the, the just constantly, you know, any guy in line trying to talk to him and that's that's nothing even wrong with that. No, no, no. You know, when like sometimes like you have those friends who will have a crush on somebody and when they're around the person they have a crush on, they act like a fucking idiot or they, you know, a lot of, yeah, a lot of, there was that, but towards everybody. Yeah. A lot of instances. (laughs) of just like talking really loudly so everyone pays attention to me and just like uh Uh, just obnoxious i'm just like being obnoxious wasted i'm like we came in like what are you guys doing and it's just like i mean you know maybe that was their rebellious i'm gonna get away from my parents Nah, i mean i i I didn't these people aren't getting away from anyone these are people who are they they getting away from their parents who brought bought them 300 tickets to Lollapalooza. good point (laughs) they're they're doing fine i mean everyone was white and i was like jesus christ if i was black i would be pro-segregation because no one needs to be a part of this uh that's literally (laughs) a thought i had i was like dear god well yeah sometimes Um, uh yeah. Uh, no, but equality obviously important. Uh, <laughs> no, I know, but sometimes when you're together, when I'm when I whenever I'm in a place where it's of all white people, mm-hmm. it's obnoxious and I hate it. Well, it, I mean, it was kind of like a lesson. Like if I had didn't already understand white privilege, and like I'm not even a big fan of like talking about white privilege or apologizing for it because I think we should all, just all be good people uh, and and try to be better from here on out. Like just start now, start today, kind of a thing. But uh, then you went to Lollapalooza. But yeah, so it's like if if you didn't know. 
if you don't know what white privilege is, just like go to Lollapalooza. And I, I don't, this is not to, to everyone. It was, this was just kind of a broad observation that made me really sad because I did mm. see so much. I actually made a pay, like a list of quotes of just like the most crazy really? things I heard people say to one another. And I mean, like just a lot of fighting with the friends that they had came with in just this way. She's just like, this girl, Petty. this girl was just like, she was just like, well, stop talking to me. The only time we fight is when we talk. And just what the fuck? And, and a, like a lot of bragging about being drunk and smoking cigarettes and smoking weed. And it's like, yes, I know I do drugs and I talk about them. But number one, I'm in my thirties. I've lived a lot of life and come came to terms with like a lot of things to be able to do them safely. And I also, when I do them, my intention is certainly never like, it's I'm do it so for you. cool. Yeah. It's to kind of like, I, it's kind of like to see life from a different plane, which is like such a psychedelic user thing to say. Yeah, but that's but also- why I'm using them. Um, and I got to say, like, you know, alcohol has made me at many points in my life uh, behave in questionable ways. Dr- the drugs that I take never have. Right. Uh, they've always been, you know, just like with one other person in a safe space. I mean, you, you have there's a lot more harm you could possibly do, like if you go all the way. But um, yeah, so anyway, so I took Molly. And mm-hmm. everything was beautiful. The, my vision was crisper than it ever had before. The The breeze felt more beautiful against my body than it ever oh, had. Wow. Uh, you know, That's ev- how I feel all the time. Everything, everything uh, sounded gorgeous. You know, it's like Tommy and I, I kicked in and we walked uh, into this huge field with the sky, the bluest blue and Tegan and Sarah were playing. And it was just like the perfect kind of music uh, for that feeling. And your body feels like it's floating and we're wearing these crazy outfits and there's glitter and I'm with my best friend and we're just kind of like dancing on our toes. And it was so magical. And it's like, it was kind of like a movie, like in sound editing where you can hear, you didn't just hear all the noise together. You could actually hear everyone's separate conversation, which was so cool. Um, And I, for someone who sees life every day as if it is a movie, whether it be positive or negative, it was so interesting to have this experience where like this drug truly created kind of like cinematic, a cinematic experience. Wow. And I was, and so number one, there's, I have a lot to talk about for this. Um, And so the 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 Molly kicked in when I was in this hair tent getting like our hair braided with Tommy because we had like these special like uh, bracelets so we could get like our hair done for free. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know pretty hair cool. tents were a thing. Yeah, it was awesome and like also like, better bathrooms. And <laughs> I um I always love traveling with Tommy because he's like he's my only friend who I can say is like a head turner looks wise. Oh yeah. Like I have a lot of, I turn heads when he's in the room. (laughs) Right. I have a lot of attractive friends, but I think there's, there's a difference between like attractive and then just like, you could be an actual model and used to be a model. Uh, Sometimes I just stare at Tommy and he catches me. I'm like, sorry. And he's very beautiful. It's so funny to me because like, to me, like I, I know he's attractive, but like, that's not the first thing I see. He's my best friend. Oh my God. I see so far beyond that. Cause people are always asking stupid questions. Like, how can you even hang out with him? I'm like, he's my best friend. That's like saying like, do you want to fuck your brother? Like, no, No. I don't. Um, and, uh, and I, the way people treat Tommy is make kind of makes me a little bit sad. Um, because I kind of, I said this to Tommy, I was like, Tommy is one of the few people, uh, in the world that I know who's outside and inside are equal in beauty. Mm -hmm. That's very rare. Um, and 
people like fall over themselves when Tommy is around. And it doesn't make me upset at all. Like I'm totally used to it, but it makes me sad because I just kind of think like how many people in the world on a daily basis are we overlooking because they're not like aesthetically beautiful. And obviously I was on a little bit of drugs. So I was like, <laughs> this was like getting deeper, but I think but about that's it a true sentiment a lot. And it makes me really sad. And that's kind of why I hate things like besides that, I hate like human interactions. <laughs> I, that's why I hate things like Tinder because there's been so many times when I was on the app, where I saw, you know, comics or real people that I know in real life who are wonderful people who anyone would be really lucky, lucky to have as a boyfriend. And I see the picture and I just know like no one is swiping. We're a prisoner of us to aesthetics. Yeah. We are prisoner to that. I feel like as a society of the world. Yeah. And it, and it just, and it just made me, it made me sad because it's like, you're not always going to hit the jackpot when going by looks and get a Tommy. A Tommy is one in a million. Right. You know? Um, so it made me think of that. And then also lastly, like I kind of want to be like, you know, I want to be the person I, I, tr- I am trying actively to be the person that I was on Molly. And like what I did on Molly, everyone's like, Oh, you're drugs. What are you doing? Crazy things. The, what I did on Molly for the most of the day was I made two female friends. That's what I spent my time at the festival doing because I've been really, really, because I really hate like getting on the microphone and saying all this stuff and then not like working on it in my everyday life. So like every day I've been really, really trying to do nice things for women. I know women. I don't know whatever, just Mm -hmm. women in general. And so, yeah, I basically first instance was because I, and there was something about it that I was just like thinking, I was like, what do I want to do? I'm in such a great mood now. Like, what do I want to do right now with all this serotonin? Well, I mean, what I really wanted to do was just, uh, was no, not at all. Was actually grab um, every woman I saw by the face and tell her that she's beautiful. But then I was like, that's going to scare people. So to take it down. Wow. Molly Corinne is (laughs) mad sweet. So I was like, take it down a notch. And how can we make this constructive, but not scary? Because even on drugs, I'm still pretty logical. Right. And that one doesn't, I've done it before, but that doesn't make you like act yeah. drunk or obnoxious or anything. You just... No, I mean, everyone, I could tell, I because I kept looking at other people to make sure, because you can tell from other people's eyes, like, are you being obnoxious or are you being... And we were just being like weird and silly. People were amused by our yeah. actions. We, we weren't annoyed. And like, we didn't, we weren't like right up on the concert, like annoying people who wanted to see... We were in the back <laughs> where you could still hear it, but right. we were just could dance freely. So the first thing I did was, yeah, I befriended this girl named Sheridan, who I like took to, I have all her contact info. I actually have to give it to Steven because I found out she is in this band with her, her boyfriend and they can't catch a break. And I was Aww. like, and I was like, what can I do for Sheridan? And I was like, actually, I really can do something. Yeah. For you. I don't know how big it is, but I was like, I know I have this podcast and we could feature your music. And like her friend, she was lost from her friends. So Tommy and I stayed with her until her friends came back and we exchanged info. And I was like, I'm going to hit you up and I am going to hit her up um, and get music and play it on the podcast. Yeah, so that's one thing that I could do. And then the other thing was there was this girl, Jen, at the Blink-182 concert. Love her already. Was and, she wearing Vans? Um, I don't know. I couldn't see her feet because we were too close together. <gasps> that's so sweet. Yeah, but she was like kind of like a short girl. And I, I, I kind of was like looking at her and she was she was getting bumped a lot by everyone because, you know, people are so fucking annoying at concerts. And she kept getting jostled. And it was like bothering me that she wasn't standing up for herself. And I'm like, you got here early. Fucking save your space yeah. for yourself. Stay and I kind of noticed and I was like, I, so I started talking to her and I realized that she was there alone and she just like loved Blink-182. Um, so I was like, we're going to stand together and we're going to link our arms and we're not going to let anyone 
pass us by. And she was just like, you're, and then at like halfway, and she was like, cool. And I was like trying really hard not to be weird. And I was like, but in, when you're when you're in your own head, you're like, how do you be nice but not be like too nice where yeah. people are scared people of you? People are like, what is she trying to do? We were also in Illinois, so people were a little less, you know, suspect. Right. Because <laughs> right. I'm always suspect of people. Like the minute I got off the plane, I'm like, why are you being so what the fuck nice? are you looking at what are you doing yeah yeah and so we just like stood next to each other and she and halfway through the concert she turned to me and she was just like man no one's pushed ahead of me since you were here and i was like man don't worry about it as some magic from new york. girl power yo from new york yo and it was great and i yeah, would just checked in with her periodically and then even today like this girl came up to me on the subway and I would never like even let anyone address me on the subway, but she was doing just because that's never a good, just for no. anyone who lives in New York has been to New York. Well, anytime someone the, approaches you on the subway. It's to the point where if somebody approaches you yeah. on the street, you feel robbed of your personal time. And it's and just I feel bad, that way too. It's never, it's going to end in someone asking me for money yep. to join some kind of sex trafficking ring. Like it's not good. I mean, no one's going to ask you. They're just going <laughs> to put drugs in your body and take it. It's not good. Um, and so she was doing this journalism project for her her class at Columbia University and she just moved here two weeks ago Aww. and I spent the entire ride answering questions about the subway uh, for her paper or yeah, for her life for her no for her paper oh yeah for her nice. she was writing a paper a journalism paper on her first project was about the subway and what New Yorkers thought about the subway wow did I want to do it no nah. but like what else was what, what was she I gonna was do learning what was I gonna do scroll through Instagram for my train ride I was on a fucking True. train it was fine it was like it so this is not like just some fucking PSA on what a great person I am uh, I'm just telling this because it's like I think there in this world of chaos we find like you know what can I do I can't do anything there's no change i can make i think this is the best change we all can make just like fucking take the time to talk to someone or to do something not even nice for the sake of being nice just like helpful to give a shit about somebody else for like a second oh my god when you encounter people the people that stick out in my life the most not in my lifetime but just in my day are when people have a mundane job but they have an amazing attitude and they look you in the eye and they're respectful and they're kind but that's why i like being a kind i mean i it's in my nature i guess but also i love being kind to people because you can tell that they've had a really fucking hard day because most everybody has a really fucking hard day all the time because life is hard. And that little moment of kindness is really nice. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's and, and, and to everyone for 100 percent. But I think there's just like a really like a we really need the woman on woman. Yes, because if kindness. women were happier, if women, if women, I mean, women, at least in the United States, we're living in a country where. Uh, our government is, tr- you know, yeah, abortion's legal, but also they make there's so many hoops you have to jump through to get it. And then when you have a baby, no one's going to give you time off to take care of your fucking baby. And they're going to fire you because you have to go to too many doctors. I mean, it's it, it, we, having a, your own government treat you like shit really fucking sucks. And um, and a lot of people can 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 relate to that, not only just women, but uh, so it's just nice where it's to the point where I feel like we're all on edge so much with the news and all this shit and family and, you know, everything that when someone shows you that kind of kindness, it's like, oh, thank you. Well, and also, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, I feel like it's kind of, I needed to say, like, I'm like, because the younger people listen to this podcast and it's like, it's, it's the girl on girl hate starts so early. And I think once it's ingrained in you, it's very hard to get that out. So I it's guess like, so, yeah. I think it's nice to maybe never have it start to begin with. Yeah. And if you have it, <clears throat> get rid of it. Okay. Emails. 
We're going to read some emails quickly. Subject of this email is vaginismus is real, not the figment of some male imagination. Hey, ladies, love the show, et cetera, et cetera. Hoping to catch you on one of your Canadian tour dates in the future. I'd like to address some harmful misinformation that I believe was shared in the Dr. Chris Donahue episode about vaginismus, a condition that he described as an emotional and psychological issue and all mental. I have struggled with vaginismus for the past 10 years, and the reason this has gone on so long is because most people and medical professionals are unaware that this is a real physical medical issue. Over the years, I have seen my family doctor who did not understand why there was a problem, a counselor slash therapist, a couple sex therapist with my husband who diagnosed vaginismus, an OBGYN who did an unnecessary surgery, a couple sex therapist with my husband to help us with the emotional and physical sides of the problem, a pelvic pelvic floor physiotherapist, an OBGYN who referred me to a colleague who deals with pain issues, an OBGYN who get, has given me three Botox injections in the vagina, and a counselor slash therapist to help me deal with the medical procedures. Throughout this process, I have felt alone, depressed, and anxious to varying degrees. I felt that I would never be able to have a normal sex life with my husband and that we would never have the option of pregnancy. Listening to your podcast has given me the courage to seek out medical professionals, to explain the situation repeatedly and honestly, and to continue to push for answers. I finally reached a turning point when I was referred to a physiotherapist who specializes in pelvic pain. The relief that I felt in finding a professional who believed me, who knew what I was talking about, and who was confident that it could be treated was incredible. Through physio treatments, exercises with wax dilators, and working with an OBGYN who uses Botox to decrease the pain, my husband and I were able to have intercourse last week for the first time in our marriage of seven years. I was dismayed to hear Chris Donahue describe vaginismus as a mental issue for several reasons, primarily because this continues to say to women who are struggling with pain that it's all in your head. You mentioned that you've received many emails about vaginismus, and it breaks my heart that these women may have been dissuaded from seeking the proper and available treatment because of this episode. This is another example of how women's sexual and reproductive health is under-researched, under-treated, and underfunded. To have a male voice as the only person to address vaginismus and to have him offer harmful information was terribly disappointing, and it would be wonderful if you could remedy this in a future episode by having a female doctor who works with vaginismus patients over a different, uh, offer a different perspective. Thank you for, your, uh, for the important and awesome work you do. Um, yeah, I, we, that was the um, extra bonus episode uh, of the podcast that we did uh, that we made available for everybody. And when he said that, I got a, I was like, yeah, I have, I looked many women in the eyes who are currently in pain as they spoke to me about how they wish they could have intercourse. And right. It broke my fucking heart. Totally. Uh, but I, and I do, I agree, but I, I, I have to go back and listen to exactly how he framed it. Cause I do remember the conversation, but the way I interpreted it when he said that was not like, see, I feel like when, when doctors, especially to women say something is mental, that it's kind of like triggering to us. Yeah. Because it's like, Oh, you're because, just crazy. I'm like, exactly. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Because we've been called crazy so much throughout our lifetime. So I totally get it, but I do not I don't think that's exactly what he he meant. I think he meant um, this is something that is mental that manifests physically, uh, which 
I mean, I did research on it all night and that's what it seems to be. I, I certainly don't have it. Well, what did you find? Um, you? So, yeah, I mean, I think it's more like something like that's, it's not something that he could help because that's not his area of expertise. So I think he, he I think what he was trying to say, this is more something that like uh, another kind of therapist would handle more. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to put words into his mouth and I totally, and I totally uh, understand how that uh, listener interpreted it, but I, I don't, I necessarily agree with the interpretation of Chris, of what Chris said. So, <clears throat> uh, basically, there's two kinds of vaginismus. There's primary vaginismus, which is people who have this problem from the get-go, people who can't even use a tampon, can't mm. insert anything. And then there's secondary vaginismus for people who have been having a regular sex life, have not had pain, and then suddenly get the pain. Uh, and that can be caused by many things, most popularly like a traumatic event such as uh, rape or sexual assault or childbirth. And so- Wow. We were kind of talking about earlier with like bodily, uh, mental things uh, manifesting uh, in the body. And and vaginismus actually reminds me a lot of IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, so a member of my family, a very close member of my family has IBS. And it is 100% real. It's not that it's not real, but it also is 100% triggered by anxiety. Oh, um, yeah. And so the anxiety for this person manifests in his stomach. Whereas what they're saying for this is whatever it is manifests in through involuntary <laughs> pelvic responses. Mm. Um, and uh, I watched a, a woman do a YouTube video on it on this great thing called that I found called I understand.tv, female doctor. Um, and she kind of went through everything, very uh, sex positive, very progressive, very open-minded, I found her to be. And basically the steps she said in in treating it for those of you who may be struggling with it are to understand your body. Uh, and this is something that is 100% misdiagnosed a lot. So like, listen to your body. Uh, and then you want to, the next step is to go through with a therapist, any emotional problems you might be having, your sexual history, uh, locked or hidden memories are a huge uh, wow. thing that could, that this could be attributed to. Um, even something like having a religion that believes women having sex is taboo could cause vaginismus. So basically we live in a world and a society that could start vagin, that could create, um, or like uh, manifested. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's vaginismus. We're sure. conducive to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then she's hundred percent right. Obviously she's, you know, healed herself with uh, it being physical. You do need to physical. then go to a doctor who is going to help you with these involuntary pelvic responses. And you have to understand the role of the pelvic muscles and how to use them and control them. And then they do graduated vaginal insertions, which kind of reminded me of what trans women do when they kind of get the bottom surgery. Right, right, right. Um, And then the the last step is uh, penis entry with movement, which could take months, weeks. It could take a long time to do this. And she she was like kind of describing it like meditation, like use techniques, listen to music. Um, And then very succinctly, she was like, it's like a panic attack in the vagina. Whoa. And I was like, okay, I totally wow. get that now. Shit. It's it's very rare. That's why I think doctors just aren't well seasoned in it. I actually and found, it has to do with lady things. I, I sure. just lack of research yeah, and, and I found, attention to any of that. And I found an entire uh, TLC Discovery episode that I've watched other episodes of TLC Discovery where I found about things like harlequinism, which I am obsessed with, the skin condition oh. where you keep peeling. Um, and they did one on vaginismus. I have the link. I'm going to put it in the description of the podcast because I think it's like, if anyone's struggling, it's a 30 minute episode 
And I think TLC for a channel that does reality TV does really good work. Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. And I totally yeah. hear you and I, I totally hear both sides, but I just, perhaps his tone was more dismissive, but I yeah. don't think, and I, and I hate to say like, oh, it's because he was a man. Like he's still a, a, a doctor who has spent a long time studying sexual stuff. So I don't think it really has to do with him being a man. I think it just has to do with like, get a fucking second opinion. Doctors yeah. are humans too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I, I mean, my mom has been misled by yeah. doctors and going, uh-huh, Nancy. Yeah, sure. You feel that. And she's like, no, but I do. And they're like, whatever. Here's a pill. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I get it. Absolutely. Um, our guest, speaking of vaginas, well, she has one, but then also she has another, is she having a girl? Or no, she's not having sex with a baby. Mm, she's having a girl. Yeah. Okay. So she has another vagina in her <laughs> stomach. Um, this is our very dear friend. She's a stand-up comedian. She's very pregnant and very funny. Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Christine Meehanberg. She's pregnant. Very How pregnant. How far along are you? I am 30. I hate this shit. 31 and 31 weeks and five days. Basically like seven pregnant and a half people months. people are really good at keeping track of dates. Because you're time. counting down the fucking days before it's over. Uh, I want to I murder most people right now. I... It's you are very day. pregnant. You oh, are. Looks, is how uncomfortable is it? It's the most uncomfortable. It's so hot outside. You said you walked in here and you said an ambulance. An ambulance. An ambulance. <laughs> an ambulance haunted y'all. No, not even. Okay, so there's a shit show coming in here either way. <laughs> Just a shit show. This is a family friendly podcast. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're literally we're literally in in the middle of New York. Yes. Like it's, but it's not. It's like it's Midtown New York. It's not like we asked you to come to like the crazy Brooklyn. So I want to explain how difficult it is to it was just transport difficult. your body the body that's what it is it's like right. trying to go up like four or five flights of stairs and four or five flights i mean yeah, i have like a problem the fucking doing that. Tra- it's the yeah oh the train yeah the train and then the train was 20 minutes late so i'm waiting in the heat and the sun and then does everybody did- like part way like the C parts when you walk on the train and yes, they're like, would you like my seat, man? Yes, because I try really hard. Wait, to get Aaron isn't paying for a car service for you everywhere? Uh, well, we have a car. Oh. We did buy a car because he's oh, a good Jew. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, Are you but Jewish? I didn't, no. You are now. Hey. I got half a shiksa in me. And mm. Yeah. Mm. So that's kind of Jewish. Yeah. And then, but so it was just trying to get here. I was crossing the street and my cab, I then I got a cab from the train because the bus, ah, uh, and then an ambulance was trying to turn i didn't see the ambulance i was heard it going 
but I thought it was going through the light and I had the right of way and I have a like a walking man, which <laughs> yeah. means fat bitch can cross the street. And then I do. And then he almost hit me. And then he honks that like huge ambulance horn. Dude, so I, I jumped five feet in the air. I'm just like, now I'm in tears. Oh yeah, I would have yeah. fucking. See, that is rude, but I got to tell you legally an ambulance always has the right of way no matter what. I didn't know he was turning. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see him coming. I, <laughs> like it was basically, really ambulance means everything else stops, but it, it, unnecessary because I'm sure. It could have been honk, honk. It un, was, yeah. Bang! Unnecessary to scare the, like, the you, shit out of a pregnant woman. Right. I would have. go into labor. Now you're going to have to take car. care of me. Now, now, yeah, now yeah. I need an ambulance. Now it's bitch. an ambulance pool. Right. <laughs> yeah, <ambulance laughs> Throw my placenta on your face. Exactly. When is your due date? Um, September 14th, Harrison's birthday. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a Harrison. So, what if Harrison just pops out of your vagina <laughs> with, a, with a deck of cards? And he's got a magic trick I waiting just for found you. out last week he was a magician. Dude, he, how did I not know? I was stalking his Instagram and the illusionists, these posters are of these dudes. Yeah. They look so serious. And one has spiky hair and he looks like my ex boyfriend. They love magic. And he <laughs> looks like he gets so much. Pussy. Well, I doubt that. Uh, but um, guys, yeah. Magicians are fancy. Side note, check out Harrison Greenbaum on America's Got Talent. Okay, oh, yeah. back yeah. to Christine. Yeah, but he was really upset about his outfit, by the way. Okay. <laughs> he told me so. <laughs> Harrison's upset about trouble. a lot of things. That's that's why you should be glad you're only having a half Jew. Half Jew. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the Jews are upset about everything. We're I, all upset. I've never, We're never been Jews upset. are sad, Christine. <laughs> I know. And then I have never been more upset until I got this pregnant, like Ooh. she's a she's a pain in the no, ass. No, okay. What? <laughs> what a complainer! And now, I'm not a complainer. Does she kick you a lot? Yeah, she kicked the oh. shit out of me all day today. She's really mad that she is had to she move around. breached, which means her heads by your pussy. Well, no, breach means she's up by. Oh, like, never well, mind. She was for a little while, and then, but I feel like she's turned. Also, my stomach is kind of off kilter right now. Just, I don't know. She went somewhere. She's on my bladder. Wow. She's angry. She punches down. Ugh. She hits here. Well, yeah. And I what say the this on stage. What does it feel like here? Like feeling a human being inside of you. When she punching punches you. my vagina or kicks my vagina from the inside. I'm like, that's daddy's spot. Okay. <laughs> 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 we, oh, okay. Did you, you got pregnant on purpose. Yeah, but it, we didn't try really hard. I mean, it was. I mean, I feel hurdle. like Aaron, your husband, Aaron Berg, who's a very funny comedian, as are you, Thank could you. impregnate you quickly. I don't know. I just feel, well, I get that feeling mm, from him. Because no, he's, he, he has roids. He looks he has, like he's on roids. He's <laughs> not really on roids, he's right? On, he's got, Anyone he's who got looks like that is on roids. Well, he's got low T, which is a thing. <laughs> testosterone. And then, yeah, low testosterone. So this yeah. is like, he's open about it. We're just going to talk about it. So he's got <laughs> low testosterone. Oh, and I I've got that. a shitty thyroid issue. So we're both on hormone therapy. Oh. Oh, and no. we were told that we couldn't get pregnant. Really? Yeah, we were told. Well, here it's a fun story. So I went to the stand-up New York Christmas party this past January, right? Uh-huh. And um, as all Christmas and, parties, as all, ever. we all do in January. <laughs> so I crushed that party. I'm like the fucking star. I'm punching the ground. Like I'm doing my crazy dance. <laughs> She's doing push-ups on the push-ups. Bar. I, I was like doing burpees and stuff. <laughs> I was, like I'm dance battling with Derek Gaines. Like you wow. Know, I mean, like mm-hmm. hey, I'm I'm a hot dancer. So. Uh, it was real awkward. But then after that, I decided with like Alex Pavone and Matt Pavich and Chris Scopo, we all decided we're going to go to a strip club. 
Oh my God. My that's strip what, club. The, your, the, the one around the corner. I love doing place. that after your okay. club. Yeah. So we go and it was the saddest strip club. The girl was no. on the pole. She looked like skinnier than the pole. She was transparent. And uh, there was like. She like, wasn't having panties. fun. Well, no, her panties were really loose. She looked like she. Uh, I, I mean, she was so heroin. sad. Strip it was clubs. really okay. sad. Yeah. yeah. So and she had glasses on, which is fine when you're. But on stage. Like, but not like a, I'm a like sexy a librarian. That's her No, Yeah, but was it a. I just. Was it a. I either have pink eye and forgot my contacts this morning. Yeah, it mostly was like, (laughs) I just care about the smack that I need to get later. I'm just going to put these glasses on. I don't, it was very (laughs) weird. Oh man, that's a bummer. So (laughs) sorry I had that experience. So I was so sad. We were like, this is so sad. We can't stay just this strip strip club. So, and I literally, if you like went around the corner, you would walk into my house. Like, oh, it's just so I thought you were going to another strip club. I'm no, like, and I was like, I can't, I can't go home. And Aaron was like, oh, you have to be home. Don't go, don't come home too late because I have to be up early in the morning. I'm like, yeah, sure, fine. We go to another strip club that I forced us all to go to. I was like, we need to shake this sadness off. So we go to this, this one strip club was like the, the McDonald's of strip clubs. Like it was just, it was magical. Or like, it was like Disney. It was phenomenal. The girls were amazing. They, it was just this, it was kind of fantastic. Good vibes. Good vibe. And yeah, I'm going to need the address of this one. What's it called? It's, I, I don't know the name of the it. The McDonald's of strip Way. clubs. Yeah. You sold me. It's huge. Steinway in, in Astoria. On okay. Steinway, maybe the Riviera. I don't know. Something like okay. that. But it looks like a strip club from the outside. I was always curious. What was that? What was it? it looks like a club. It's a strip club. So we go in, pay the 20 bucks. I'm vaping. I'm drinking some gin and tonics. I'm having a great time. I don't get home. My phone dies because I'm a grown up. And <laughs> uh, f- yeah, 4.30 I get home and my husband was kind of mad because he had to be up at eight. Uh-huh. And he wouldn't speak to me for two days. <laughs> But that's why? What, marriage is. what did you need you... to do at home that he needed? Well, you he was home? like, first I thought you were dead. Second okay, I can all, understand the scared right, part. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. And then he was like, oh, you didn't like you could have just told me you were going to be like, it's fine. I know you have to hang out. I know you got to go out as a comic and you got to hang. Yeah. That's the thing we do. And it's fine. But I had to be up really early <laughs> and he's a light sleeper. So, I was, you know, he was just being a complaining Jewish I was going to say, I was like, just being a Jew? He's just being a Jew, yeah. And then and then, so he wouldn't speak to me for two days. And then he went to the doctor and they said to him, um, well, so he comes back from the doctor and he was still mad at me. And he goes, yeah, and by the way, children aren't on the table right now. What a way to deliver that news. And I was like, news. what are you trying to hurt me? And he was like, the doctor said because of my, <gasps> that I have to go on this and I got to go off of that. and da, 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 But it's not going to happen. I'm not shitting you the next day. I was so angry. I was throwing stuff out of a closet and I found a pregnancy test and I was like, fuck this. And I took the pregnancy test. Wait, you took the pregnancy test and you didn't, did you think you were pregnant? Uh, yeah. Oh, but I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. Like, obviously you're like, oh, something's weird. You thought you were me. pregnant were you and, sex and you, so you had a gin and tonic. No, no, the before? gin and tonics were fine. I was like, oh, I'm a little hungover for right. a day or two. Right. I mean, it wasn't like I was boozing like crazy, but I was yeah. at a party and whatever. People drink all the time when not knowing they're pregnant at the yeah. very beginning. Yeah. And then I was kind of curious that I thought I was pregnant for a while. And what then, made you think? What made you curious? I like, just was hungover every different? day, but I ne- was never drinking. It just oh. felt like... Ugh, oh, just, the joy starts, ugh, you know, exhaustion. And then the body so knows he looked at the test and he then we just, he just started laughing at me because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, <laughs> you're pregnant. Oh, like, Don't well, laugh at me. And then I started. Aaron would have crying. that reaction. Right. Yeah. And then I'm crying and he's laughing at me because I'm crying. And it was just, I was like, what are we going to do? Wait, did he cry? Like, was he happy? Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. he's happy. You just, you know, you're overwhelmed. Cra- you that's a cra- out. That's got to be because the craziest told. thing in the world. Yeah. To look at a pregnancy test 
and go, I still oh, have wow. But you Thank you it. wanted a, you wanted kids like eventually. Well, right? yeah. I mean, I <clears> met him well, when we were like doing God when we were in shed basements yeah. years and years ago. I was talking about how I want. Right. I, I remember I you them. telling me when you started dating Aaron, like on the DL, yeah. you like whispered it in Don't my ear outside the grizzly bear. I want his dog. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and he wouldn't give. I feel it to like me his right penis away. has muscles. <laughs> It does. It kind of curves to the right. <laughs> like it has like an arm with muscles on it. Anyway. Yeah. And then um, the first time we hooked up, he was like, so how is it? Like he asked me. How'd you like my, my dick? How's my dong? I was like, <laughs> how's it curves my dong? and everything. <laughs> oh my goodness. He was like, what's the everything part? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we didn't have sex right away. That's the thing. Like we, he he said he wanted to do it the right way. And I felt cool. Do it like, the right way. What's yeah. that mean? What's the right I was way? Kind, I was really into him, but I didn't want, well, like we talked about, Corinne. I was like, don't tell anybody. I don't know. I'm really fun. I'm into him, but I, I was afraid. You wanted to court her. Yeah. Like, it's weird being a comic. And, you know, for me, I didn't want to be that girl that... <sighs> I don't want to be like the younger comic that was dating the more established comic. And then I felt like there was right. a weird no, dynamic. We've all seen like, you know, a seller comic with like an 18 year old girl. Like, yeah. I'm going to do open mics. And, and, and I'm it's like, so funny. Or, but you know what? But then, though? you know, she's trying. She, I was that girl. I yeah. was, I get it. And but then it's like, like Carly yeah. Aquilino and she, oh my, I, love I remember her. back in the day years ago where it was like, she had five minutes and she was doing open mics and then she, and then it just, it popped real fast and she had to sustain it and look at her now. I mean, that's great. Yeah. But I didn't want to be that no name rinky dink and then still just like kind of stay in that spot and right. be judged. I mean, we all judge ourselves, but I was afraid of that judgment as, as silly as that may be. I just yeah. didn't want that. And so I kind of was really careful about it. Didn't tell a lot of people and we mm-hmm. really took it slow. So yeah. That's and then nice. he, he walked me home one time and. And, and then, then you fucked? No, three months later, he wouldn't dong me. <laughs> he months. wouldn't dong you. He wouldn't dong Why not? Me dong. I, so, okay, when women, whenever I was talking about this with a girlfriend, whenever women get denied sex, like straight women, I don't know how it is for lesbians, but like I get so pissed. It was because he said, well, he was also going through a big change and he had like quit and he had quit drinking and he was like, I just kind of want to go slow with you. He said, I, I think about you all the time and Aww. I really like you and I don't want to fuck this up. I kind of just want to, I want to, he was like, I could take you home tonight, That this one night down in the village. I could take you home and we could do stuff and that could be cool and whatever and fine and, I, and we could fuck. But mm, what if we don't? What if we what if we go slow and see what happens that way? And I was like, that's a good, no plan. one has ever done that ever. That's a sweet. To me. That's a nice plan. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then you married and now you got his baby. And you got his spawn in me. When, when who is the devil incarnate? And my child's the devil. How often do you have sex when pregnant? Oh, it's <laughs> disgusting. It Why? Is. People don't understand this because it's not. First of all, it's just like you're big. Like, you know, when you know, when you I get, mean, yeah, I guess I'm so big. Yeah. Even yeah. When you're not big, like, it's just you feel it. You, well, it well, like when I feel bloated, you. I'm like, I just Imagine stay eating home. like a, a four steak dinner oh. complete with like I was gonna say, I wouldn't even want to fuck after like lasagna. No. Never mind, like having a, a baby, a child, like a, you. a fetus. Yeah. Or oh, my God. Yeah. And then it's like and you're gas. <laughs> like, do you fart all the time? 
I did, but now it's like, like no, then it went away. Like what more, are the like what are the physical effects? Obviously, your stomach gets bigger because you got a baby in it. Yeah, swelling, feels like bubble guts. It feels like bubble, bubble guts. You know when you're about to shit your pants? Oh my god, <laughs> yes. That that's what it feels like all the time. It feels like, like you're gonna shit your pants all no, the time. But that bubble, that like, like oh yeah, I hate like that one. That's feeling. that happens kind of low. Uh, and depends on where <laughs> depends on where you are, I guess. Like in the beginning, I was just sick. I was sick for six months. Yeah. I nauseous yeah. all the time. Not, and I never. I would pray for puke and yeah. I was yeah, really and you couldn't get out. And oh my god. I think it's kind of like also a little bit of a game of Russian roulette because some people have just really easy pregnancies mm-hmm. and some people and have I hate those people. Really tough. Pregnancies. I was gonna say. I bet. I bet if I didn't have an easy pregnancy, I would hate everyone who did. When I feel like women, though, I, I, my mother was this was the kind of person I love my pregnancies. A lot of my so mom too. Fun. But God gave her a really shitty situation and then gave her easy pregnancies. Like my father left my mom. When oh. she was eight months pregnant with my brother. Oh. Mm-hmm. My youngest brother. And she Ooh. so she had like two toddlers. And Do you not talk to your dad? Mm-hmm. He said We just suck? talked last week. He just oh, wow. found out that I was pregnant for the oh, first time. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a lot of layers. So daddy issues, you know. I mean, yeah. we're pretty typical. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So I feel like they got, well, God or whatever. But I feel like the universe only gives you so much. Like, I'm going to have a really great baby, I hope, because I had a terrible, shitty pregnancy. Right. Whereas, like, my mom had a, was having a really shitty time and had three super easy pregnancies. You know? Like, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I could be making it all up, but. Do you have an idea of how you want to give birth? Your birth plan? What's your birth plan? Yeah, the birth plan. Are you going to have, like, a all doula and a tub? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Which is I, probably what I would well, have. I did talk to a doula, and I think those doulas, it, and I've talked to nurses about it, too, where the nurse, like, uh, labor delivery nurse said to me a doula is nice until you're real in real labor okay. like um, you, they're fine but then if you're in the hospital you've got your own nurse you've got your husband you've got whoever else you're, yeah, you, you probably want there. everyone else to fuck off right she's like they just kind of get in the way which is you know it's nice to have somebody supporting you but like you i don't have a sister-in-law oh, i can't I think of anything worse than having some chick i didn't know fucking holding my hand right like, would, christine just just, oh my god! It's okay. I'd rather just have somebody it. like with a lot of positive like, energy. That's the last thing I need. <laughs> Are you gonna dangle a crystal over my like violent vagina? I don't think you so. would probably like punch awful. her in the face and call her a gun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god, you know me so well. <laughs> that, that would be awful. <laughs> well, we were rushed to the hospital like oh, last no. uh, what couple weeks ago, and so this sex. Speaking of sex during pregnancy, so we were like, oh yeah, get it. And, <laughs> <laughs> Does he like fucking you while you're pregnant? You'd have to ask. I think he's just a good man. I think he's a oh, good, but, you know, I think it's. I was thinking I was telling you this. Steven uh, thinks pregnant women are very attractive. Like mm-hmm. he's attracted. Like he like there's pregnant porn on the Internet and he's yeah, it's definitely a fet- like a fetish. Oh, yeah. That makes me. There's two comics weird. that I have yeah. met that are really into pregnant porn. And it's just. Who? It's one th- well, tell me later. I don't want to out him. Not that that's a bad thing. Legion it's not bad. Skanks, which, make, which makes um, a lot of sense. And another... Um, probably not the good one. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan DeCalos. <laughs> oh! It's really... He, I, think I love Ryan. Was that I, him? He loves me pregnant. I'm like, I right, do think right. pregnant women are magical because it's cr- just crazy that you're baking a person in there. Mm-hmm. That is weird. Mm-hmm. And so there is something like 
mysterious and yeah. But when you and Aaron have sex, he well, when you, you say the it, pregnancy pillow, like it's a, it oh. looks like the looks like Washington Square Park that um oh yeah the, the, arch. the arch yeah and that's what it, so that's behind you. We put pillow. It's oh, so fucking gross. And then like you wrap your legs around it. He can't be on top of me anyway. There's a point where you can't. Oh, the, the, the so you have to be on top of him. Happen. Or you well, just lay next to each other. So I I have, have done that. I almost broke his dong a couple of years ago. Oof. Doing Ow. like backwards cowgirl. So I don't really backwards get on top. Backwards cowgirl. I mean, oh, I was trying on the couch. <laughs> so much work. But I was trying. I stopped doing that pose when I was 21. <laughs> I'm always offended when people ask for that. People ask for that? Oh, yeah, there sure. is not a menu, you to, sir. You have to be on a couch to do that. Like, oh, you, you know to, what? When I did anal for the first time, I did it's it. offensive because yeah. you're like, oh, you don't want to see my face. <laughs> but wait, so how are Sometimes you? Sometimes people ask because people ask for butt stuff a lot with me, so you can see your ass like much better when you're doing reverse cowgirl. Okay, yeah, but dog. What about doggy style? Like that's kind yeah, of yeah. It depends on how someone's dick is. Sometimes doggy style can hurt if your dick is too big. Well, yeah, that's why we don't. You know, I mean, also. Well, the curve, the, the curvature curve. of the right. pain. Right, it's weird. So I, I wasn't quite aware <laughs> about the curve, like how the curve needs to work. <laughs> right. So I heard him one time and then mm. we haven't, it's mostly, um, maybe I'm just lazy. I don't know what it is. So he, he does a lot of the work, which is totally So wait, fun. when did, how did yeah, you rush the ER? Nice. Or was the so we, so the doctor says to me, we have to try to turn the baby. Here's a couple of ways to do it. Do yoga. I started to do headstands and have sex. And she goes, hips up chest down and i was Hips like did you up, just tell uh, me did you just tell me face down ass up because basically that is very convenient this. doc because right. so we tried it and I, and, <laughs> and I and he was like i don't feel like this is pregnant sex because i we're like i was because he doggy, can't see, yeah he can't see and like i felt does he I actually that, felt that like it was gone for a minute for mm-hmm. him okay well it was kind of nice because it, uh, it wasn't in the way and right and, and you, you're staring at your kid i mean it's, it's yeah. through your skin but still like oh there's a bit and, and like i can't tell him that she kicks after sex which she does because I don't want to she like, terrify, like, be like daddy ew <laughs> so gross but it's, it's a mixture between gross and also kind of nice like more gross weird. is she high-fiving daddy's dong like, yeah. like Whoa. that's a little gross but anyway so he was like oh this is lots of fun we're having a good you know we're, we're having a good time and it was great and then I was like no I'm gonna do this and so I climbed on top and oh, I was Christine. and I was good and I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I and it, and it was great. Oh. For him. It was awesome. But I had run out of toilet paper, but we have a bidet because he's a Jew. And yeah. you have a bidet in your apartment? A bidet, but it's like an attached. Cleanliness. Attach, like yeah. you attach the bidet to the toilet. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I go to the bathroom, running out of toilet paper and you know, rinse and wash and everything and everything's fine, right? It rinse happened. your pussy? Well, yeah, you wash. There's like a front and a back. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I gotta like, get a bidet. To, you really need to. That's get a bidet. mad convenient. I can't I go to the bathroom like anywhere them. else anymore. You don't. I use them anytime. Like I used one. I had one in my Never hotel in, in London. Uh, I don't like it. You can it, squirt water up your batch. No, it's so sure. nice and clean. I really hate when I really hate I mean, a when there's a hole's a hole. when they're at other people's houses though because I f- I have this thing about like splashback and then I'm just like <laughs> what if their like fecal matter <laughs> has splashed when it rinsed off and now it's like shooting into my butt. Maybe if I had my own bidet, but I have like just like a lot Whoa. of wipes and stuff. You have a lot of wipes. Well, a wet, dry, well, white, uh, you know, like a dry wipe. 
wet wipe. I do like Whoa. the wash. I do like soap, but I do. Damn, you guys thing. really clean up down yeah, there. I don't like I to do have not. a dirty. I'm really. Bed. I mean, like, I'm, I mean, and mine's not dirty. I just don't do any of that stuff. I'm psycho about like cleanliness. I am now because I yeah. ha- now. I mean, especially being is your vagina kind of- different. When you're pregnant, mm-hmm. probably after, probably after you give birth, it's after like, it, that's will be. Well, after it is, but I get the extra stitch to keep my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Do they ask you? Is that can they like check a box if you want to keep your husband? <laughs> right. <laughs> ask. I think Big J told Aaron not to watch the baby come out if he wants to keep my marriage. Like I was like, wow. wow. Right. He was like, yeah, you don't oh, need to see big that. Jay. See, that's yeah. fucked up, though, because I... Yeah, because you did this to me. Right, right. but I've also Fuck heard you. that story so many times about how, like, you'll never see your wife in the same way, but sometimes it's like... I would it's think almost like I more pressure more. It's almost like more precious. Yeah, because that's... I don't... But less I mean, sexual. I that's also insane to see a human being come out of the uh, the a uh, uh, person. I can't look at my own vagina, guys. I can't, really? I, can't, I don't want to stare. I think I've looked at it with a mirror maybe five times. Really? In your life, I don't. It's it's there. It's fine. I've got a good relationship with her, but I don't need to look at her. She's I look lippy. at Who it. Cares? Oh, I look at my vagina Stretch all back. the time. I'm like, really? girl, you cute. But I oh. gotta say, one time I did when as a child, I accidentally I was like, well, I love looking through photo albums because I think <laughs> I, I just love photos. Where is this going? <laughs> And I was at my aunt's house and in the back of a photo album that she had out, I wasn't pry- like spying on anything. She fucking had her like birth pictures of her entire birth, including like the crowning her. Va- yeah. Crowning. No, vagina, no. Like all this. And, Yo, I, and I mean, bro. once I started looking, I mean, I, I quickly stopped, but I had couldn't unsee what I had seen. Okay, How old were you? I saw that when I was six from my six. Our bodies. Ourselves, I was pretty young. The, the six. Book. I saw that. But it, like I like I was like fascinated by it. Yeah. I never told anybody that before. I found this book that yeah. was our bodies ourselves and it shows the cra- it shows the whole right. process and then the baby come and then the head come, and I was like I oh. would rather not know and just do it. You never saw that video in school? I, I thought did. they showed everyone that video. Oh, I wish okay. I didn't with the pregnant giving birth Ugh. video. Yeah, I don't but see I well, don't need they, to it was a close up and I couldn't tell that it was a baby coming out of a vagina. Yeah. So I didn't know what it was and then it was just this black hair immersing from like a curtains or something. I don't it's know. It's fucked up because in school they're basically using it as a scare tactic. Yeah. They don't say that's what they're doing but well, they're... because no one watches that movie and yeah, like, I, I want to I mean, fuck. I feel like they're my story and, my, and what I do on stage is a scare tactic <laughs> to tell girls not to fuck too But I mean, it, what? but you honestly feel that way. Like you're not making up that you're miserable. And you're currently breath. pregnant when you're doing the thing. So it's like, I'm gonna listen to her. Obviously, yeah, she yeah. knows what she's talking about. What are the, what's your favorite? Oh, wait, let's get through the story. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the crowd. Oh, oh, the, oh, the, yeah. Yeah, you went in the bidet. So okay. I went to the bidet. Sorry, sidetrack. So I, so I go to the, be- I go to bed, wake up in the morning, use the bidet again, go to mm. yoga, w- walked for an hour and a half with a friend of mine with like the dogs, go to yoga and I'm in yoga. <clears throat> oh, something's weird. And I go what felt, why and I was uh, spotting. Mm-hmm. That's not good. And I then went home, talked to the doctor. She said, if it doesn't get better or if it if it continues until the morning or if you feel something different, go to labor and delivery. So oh, we fuck. went to two different hospitals. We went to Mount Sinai and then we then they like let us go, which is a sh- Mount Sinai is a shit show. Uh, and then we went out to where I'm going to deliver at LIJ and they were like, yeah, that's from his penis. So it really kind really? of, yeah, yeah. It like kind of, it didn't put me in labor, but because it's so sensitive down there, like while so you're wait. pregnant. Oh, oh, so it like it's worth something in the lining mm-hmm. of your vagina. Yeah. 
Huh. Because you, I mean, it's really sensitive and they say like it, like the lining of everything kind of gets like more fragile or okay. something. So okay. the way like tears we are do, easier. Right. Sure, yeah, sure, we sure. Did, we did different things than we normally do, which kind of probably changed it a little bit. Well, that makes sense because like during your uh, menstrual cycle, your the tear, there's actually more room for like tears and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so that's why like, yeah, you have less chance of getting pregnant, but you have higher uh, chance of getting STIs if you're fucking during menstruation. So it's probably something kind of like similar. Yeah. To that. Exactly. Huh. So, so fine. it's fine. I'm fine. But Thank see, God. a lot of women. Were you so like, scared? Oh, it's terrible. I mean, just for. Was Aaron like so scared too? I'm going to the bathroom going, oh my God, what is this? And then he was like, he was, I will say this though, even as much as he complains and now he's kind of neurotic and everything, th- when, when push came to shove, he was really calm until we were in the, the hospital and you could hear the baby's heartbeat and they, like it was on kind of a, a, a speaker. Mm-hmm. Then he then he started like he, he cried and he was like, oh, she's Aww. OK. But, you know, the, I mean, it, it's a terrifying thing. Oh, I'm sure. not anywhere near. I'm not ready to, to get. Yeah, that she's not big enough. More. Yeah, she needs to get fatter. Yeah. And, Damn. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a joke where I say like I kind of want I want her to be a little preemie. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I want to keep my vag intact. And, <laughs> and, and, yeah, I would imagine it's an easier birth. Yeah, like I don't want a Zika head, but like I want to... <laughs> like, <laughs> like if she's five pounds, I'm good. That's safe, you know? Yeah. I don't want a 12-pound baby. What so. if you had to... Um, have you thought about, just in your head, like if you had to get a cesarean? I don't know, because my nephew's mother... Uh, Thought, wanted to give birth vaginally and then the last minute she just was in labor forever and they're like ah we gotta do z-section yeah, sorry and she was so bummed i just wanted to be okay that's where yeah. i am i'm kind of like look i'm gonna go through the labor i'm gonna try to do it the way that whatever i need to do yeah i mean you have no idea are you gonna get an epidural do you know or i guess I, I do what do you th- i'm curious what, like- what you have to think about beforehand and then what you just have to make the decision in the moment yeah. I don't know what the steps I'm, are. I'm pretty moment to moment. I think like if you have this plan of something that you've done, it's like, it's probably, okay. you're probably going to fuck it up then if you have this crazy plan, well, right? Like if you go, if you out. say to yourself, I'm going to go live in the Sahara. Right. And I'm going to plan how I'm going to live there. You have never been there. You can look at pictures of it. You can hear stories, but you don't know. And you're like, yeah, you don't I'm know gonna, to get there. I got to make sure that I bring my, my diamonds. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? You dumb right. bitch. So like, I feel like that's the same. It's the same with everything. Like in life, you just kind of have to, pardon me, like go step. Also, you just burp randomly. Um, well, in mid conversation, I would burp in a stranger's <laughs> face. If it was a man, <laughs> I burp in everybody's mouth. <laughs> uh, so I feel like I'm going to see how the pain is. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to be a gymnast and I feel like I've done a lot of Kegels and I don't freaking know. I don't want to have a natural birth necessarily, but I want to see how it goes. Play it by yeah. 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 Yeah, and then yeah. like if she's not coming out, then and I have to do a C-section, then yeah. I was wondering. I was actually wondering when a, the first C-section was performed because I was like, oh, that seems like were they just like cutting bitches open in days of yore? But they were because I I googled it while you're talking. It says perhaps the first written record we have of a mother and baby survive while well, surviving. surviving. Oh <laughs> damn, a cesarean section comes from Switzerland in 1500. Of course, the Swiss when a guy performed the operation on his own wife. After several days in labor and help from 13 midwives, the woman was unable to deliver the, her baby. Wow. But that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so he's just like, he's like, well, we're cutting this bitch out. Well, now the scar is like, oh my God. Three, it's not it's even tiny. Three, it's just yeah, really, really sure. small. So, but the, just the um, recovery time is different. You just, right. you're a little bit more sensitive 
um, I mean, you know, and, part, yeah, and it's like fun womb. to feel the baby come out. Apparently, well, they said, and then somebody said to me, I think it was another comic, Daniel Torado, who said that it depends on the woman. That some women, if you, uh, I'm getting a lot of facts of, about pregnancy from men, men Christine. Seriously, <laughs> don't mansplain my pregnancy, please. Somebody said that it's it, it can be like an orgasm, like it's a, it is a relief to push. They say. See, that would freak me out though if I was having a baby, like my child, and then like was also like aroused by like them sliding out. But of is my it pussy. an aroused? orgasm though it's it probably just like a an orgasm an is an orgasm, orgasm well no because your orgasms when you're pregnant freak. i've been talking about it a lot what the, what the are the orgasms better when you're pregnant and it's like it's uh, scary the sounds that come out of i've never in all of my life it's like a i'm like <laughs> and it's, wait how's it different so long. Maybe, maybe that's why he likes oh, pregnant no. lady porn maybe because they come so harder. long and it's so wait intense. the orgasm is longer it's long and it's how intense, much long and it's more just like, i don't know i can't it's not like what <laughs> it's more like that's gonna it's the like what it's, it's for fucking like five minutes but then what is this, this weird normal is this every pregnant was, person i don't know i think it is i've heard from a lot of women that it is but god damn afterwards after you have this really intense crazy orgasm like imagine your g-spot orgasm that you've had before right mm-hmm. you've had one of those uh i've only had like twice one oh, I was gonna say a handful a of times, couple of times, not yeah, many, like you're, but they're you're fun. a magician. Um, yeah. like it was not Harrison Greenbaum, but <laughs> <laughs> and so it, afterwards, though, like you have to multiply that G spot orgasm by like uh, like a hundred. What? And it's not, but it's not the same. It's a very different level of an orgasm. What? But I used to, like in the beginning, I had these really intense ones. And afterwards, I would have the most excruciating migraine headache for oh, about whoa. 10 minutes. I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't breathe. I had to lay down. He had to get me water, get like a cold compress on my head because it was so intense. And they, and I did research that about conf- it. And women have experienced this. But it might be like from blood rushing to different places. And, you know, I don't know. Like it's so weird, though, because my, migraines, I suffer from migraines normally. And orgasm is actually one of the Health things headache. to, to help, help relieve a, a migraine. And it's so Whoa. funny to me because I'm like, I can't even like I'm like, that's all well and good. But like, I can't even think of having sex if I have a migraine. Right. I guess mm. I could think I, I guess I could try to masturbate if I yeah, had a migraine. That's... Certainly not have sex, though. Oh, yeah. I would yeah. hate anybody near good me. good for like. A hangover and you hangover, know, like, I mean, or just hangover like cure, it's a release, kill, killing time, right? But or that's what. A, but I think orgasm is just release, and then right. with all this going on, maybe I have no. But idea. you know, when women like anymore. when I've had a, a UTI. I've had orgasms and I'm like, damn, it's different. When I have when I have my period and I have a tampon in and I use a vibrator on my clit, I'm like, what the fuck? So I mean, the more that's going on, Clenching, I guess, is always eagle yeah, exercise. But five, I mean, jazz. minutes long, like a Min- long like one, a long, long that, time. Like I want scared. that. At one point, I was like, this gonna end, right? Because like orgasms for you, I don't know for you, but they don't. I mean, like, I, I don't really maybe time mine. I never really have, but. Yeah. A minute. That's a really they long last time. A minute. Yours a minute last a is minute? a long time. Well, I mean, an orgasm was like fifteen seconds. Yeah, mine too. Oh, what the fuck? I, I think this know. is you, Christine. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I win. <laughs> you really do, really though. Do. No, I think. Mm, wait, I, like a from, minute from like uh, a minute's a long time. Like escalation. Do you mean from when you feel it starting? Like the- I could see that. Like, I know when it's coming and it feels good, but it doesn't feel as good as the peak that it's about to reach. There's it's a, only there's been a 10 spectrum. seconds since you started talking about it, by the way. 
Oh, so right, well, let's 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 maybe time like, pauses. Like a minute is so long. So if we start now, now, right? Go. Now I'm I'm like humming, but it's like still. I remember it still go. This is what the one during okay. pregnant. Tell me when you think it would end. Because I was like, like watching five, the time. Like five seconds. <laughs> I would still say it would still be. You're going. still coming. Okay. okay. Right, maybe, maybe like now. 23 seconds. All right. So you're just not good at time. I'm not good at time. <laughs> <laughs> Who's timing shit? Oh, Christine, you just stupid. <laughs> you stupid. A so well, see, break. normally a minute is fine to say for like a very short. It's a, well, maybe thing. I'm a very hyperbolic es- age. Yeah, escalation no. to like full on. We almost un- fought you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like what I would never you? talk to you again. I would hold a knife up to you and be like, how do you get that orgasm, Christine? <laughs> get pregnant. No, really, that, that was, like, I would say that would be, like, the peak of it. Okay. But you, to wow. get there, I mean, because it, sometimes it takes a really t- long time to get there. Yeah. I don't okay. know. I mean, do, okay, so this is a, this is a thing about, about sex, when, when you're married or when you're pregnant and all that. Like, and I think it, you would be good people to ask, like. <laughs> Man, we don't know shit. I have no idea what you're about we'll to say. We'll give our honest answer. Do you have sex to get to to get to the orgasm, or do you have sex to well, use the experience? For I have a really time. corny answer. Um, I, have a, I have sex for the experience. I, have okay. sex I to, masturbate for the orgasm to bond with my partner. <laughs> that's so. That's to, so corny. You, that, that's sex to you. Yeah. 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 But that. Yeah. Sure, for course. sure. Well, also, that's my favorite part about it. I do also have an orgasm, but for me, I like. Being close. Well, if we the don't, if I don't have sex with him for a, a couple of days or a week, I'm, I get mad. Like we're fighting. We're yeah. constantly well, we're fighting or, so hard. The orgasm with uh, like a my boyfriend or like any just a person is better than the orgasm I can give myself. It's because yeah. I mean I just think it's just like I don't know. It's just more sometimes. Special. And well, and, and when you're married, it's like we really need to do. Like we need to. But how each long other. have you guys been together yeah. total? Three years, three okay. and a half. Yeah. Okay. okay. So it's not crazy long. Yeah. No, it's not. You long. should still like each also, other. We, yeah, and I and I really do. We, well, I enjoy sex with them, but it's also like mm-hmm. once you have been with somebody for a long time, and then if you're married, and there's a lot of there's a lot of issues that come about when you're married. Sure. Really? It's like what? Just you know, ma- I've always wondered that because I've been together with uh, with my partner for six years, well, and you're sharing you're sharing all of your fine. I mean, it's m- yeah. a lot of money stuff, and- but you yeah. don't have to. You, right? I mean, my parents to this day, I mean, been married for how old am I? Like they've been married for like 33 years. And I mean, like, they, there is a joint fund, but I think they also, they also have separate things. Mm-hmm. We I'm have pretty separate sure. Ones, but it's yeah. bills and stuff like, I guess like, and we're both busy and it's the business and this and that and the other thing, yeah. stresses and stuff. And so a lot of times when you get really busy and you're both busy, you have to plan you sex. Take, I, like sometimes you have to, like I said to him the other day, I was like, can we just kind of stop and look at each other for a little while? Yeah, you gotta because do that's that. A, it's important. Hold and each other's I, hands and make out on the couch. Yeah, you want to make out? Yeah. I was like, and he was like, oh, well, I'm not into out. sex right now, low T and stuff like that. But I was like, it's not about sex or like the yeah, act. It's not about the, the, the dick and the vag. It's about like just... Being I close wanna, and, connect, I see and smelling you your again. skin. Right, exactly. Like that's oh, important. And, yeah. and if you don't have that, then you're... You know, it's a struggle, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because why would you want to be with a person that you don't? I like your roommate. I always say, like, you got to flirt with each other. Like, I always like flirt with Steven. Always. We always flirt with each other. That's what we. Oh, we we don't. We fight each other. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we do both. I think. And then I punch him in the face. (laughs) Just kidding. But intimacy is a it's it's a weird thing where like 
sometimes when you're married, you just like, sometimes I just want to fuck him too. Like, it's, I just want to yeah, like, sure. let's get it out of the but way. When you have a sexual partner like that, when you have like a long-term partner, it's kind of, I mean, I don't even know if you have to negotiate this outwardly, but like sometimes sex is like making love. And then sometimes it's like, I want to treat you like an object and fuck the shit out of right. you until I, I come. Wanna be, wanna and that's fun like too. Right. I think he enjoys uh, sex with me because my tits are like 17 times bigger than they used to be. <laughs> really, do they hurt? They did in the beginning. They don't anymore. Now they're just now they're just these. Do they leak? Because every com- every rom com about a woman who's pregnant is like, oops, I'm in class and my tits are leaking. No, <laughs> Being pregnant's hard. No, but I've, I've lactated since I was 14. Ooh, what? Hey, everybody? Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's rewind. So, okay, you've never lactated? No. You've lactated? Sure. Yeah. 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 I can make it happen. What? Yeah. I mean, can not I like spontaneously. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no. Like, I mean, if you're, it's also not like, I mean, sometimes there's something wrong. Like, uh, it's not hormonal always. Hormonal thing. Yeah. It be it's like not. No, yeah. It's mm-hmm. not always normal if you're lactating, but uh, I have like once or twice in my lifetime. Wait. How, what happens when you do that? Well, like, you like, you, just you can like press and then liquid you comes out of your tits. Liquid, yeah. Whoa. I am learning. Women so much. are di- all different kinds of women. Yeah, why I should have been a nurse on everything. Well, I mean, it's just because it just never happened to you. So, I mean, like that's that's the only reason I learned that you could lactate if you're not pregnant. Were you alarmed? Uh, no, because it's like, you know, boobs sometimes make milk. And I was just like, no, oh, cool. I wasn't alarmed either. I, I thought, thought it was cool. I, I did, too. I was like, <laughs> oh, I guess like if this happens to everybody. All right. No yeah. Big deal. Whoa. I didn't talk about it. I didn't tell anybody. That's I think I was, a couple years ago. No one does. That's why I don't, didn't know what happened. Well, I yeah. usually just look things up on the internet to make sure I'm not dying. And then <laughs> and then if it's not, I'm not dying, it's, it's unless it comes up, no need to, I didn't need to like text everyone about it. No. Wow. I, mean, ask, I wouldn't even ask my sister about, I don't think I asked my sister. Well, my sister and I have like we, See, I wish I, would, I had I a guess sister. I, could I wish I had a sister. I could ask her. I wouldn't ask my mom. I love though. my brother though, but I'm not going to text him about lactating. No, <laughs> Chris. Oh, I was speaking, I met your weird? boyfriend last night. I never met him. Oh, you never met him? Never met him. Oh, because I said something about oh, I want to be on guys we fucked, and he and you should have seen his little ears perk up. Like, <laughs> he literally like his whole body jolted. James loves he gossip. Around. He loves gossip. I think he thought that I was going to say some dark shit or something, and <laughs> no, he, he like, turned gossip. around, and I was like yeah um, he was like you're gonna be on the show i was like yeah and he goes oh, oh well that career I, I have a i'm really connected to that show and i was like sorry i'm like oh, i fag you know <laughs> shut up oh, you faggot. Oh, <laughs> and uh yeah Old so Jamesy. we ended up and then he told me all a whole bunch of stuff we we bonded last night oh but, i'm glad yeah, yeah he told me he ran into you yeah i didn't know that was time. the first time though mm-hmm. first time ever jeez wow it's weird isn't it you think you see everybody and that you know I, everybody i know i know well i didn't he's a comedian but that's not how i met him isn't that crazy Mm-mm. But wow. through a friend. Yeah, he was Mike Coscarelli's oh. roommate. Oh, well, through a comic. Yeah, it was through comics. a comic, but it was like I literally was met him in Mike's living room. Oh, rare. <laughs> that was convenient. Yeah. And the way he told I, he was going to ask you to do something last night. Yeah, I'll tell you about it off here because yeah, it didn't happen. It didn't happen yet. Um, it didn't work. So, but I watched documentaries about it last night. So <laughs> Wait, what? Was it sexual? We'll ta- I don't want to we'll ruin it. it. I don't want to ruin it for the uh, listeners because it's going to happen. I just uh, there was a malfunction last There's night. Malfunction. It's, <laughs> not, it's not sexual. Sex. Yeah. It's not sex. No, no, no. Oh, but yeah, I we we chatted and it was a good time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, well, and then there's also, cause I was really excited to come here because there's been shit. I've been very stressed about, uh, about my life. Well, your job. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you yeah, gotta get fucking, into this. Let's fucking this talk is, about thing. that because America ugh, is suck it. People America who are suck it. Yeah. The way that we treat 
pregnant women and pregnancy and newborn children and women is just trash. Well, so, so I would, I would consider myself, uh, well, I was a, an extreme feminist. I like knock doors for the Emily's sirens list. are because yeah, your anger, they can sense it. your anger. Aww. Huge feminist. So I knocked doors yeah. for like Emily's list, which was a, um, that's awesome. A political action committee that helps elect female pro-choice democratic candidates into office. Oh my God. I want, I, that's everything I want. Thank you life. very, very much. I did that. Um, good for you. And then I worked for a lot of different political groups. And I, you know, and I got out of politics because I thought to myself like, oh, I'm not really going to make a change that way. I'm going to make a change in another way. I'm going to, you can't say the things that you want to say when you're in politics. You kind of have to toe a party line or you have to listen and and spout off whatever, you know, what the other people are saying. So I was like, nah, exactly. It's hacky. It (laughs) is hacky. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a voice of my own and became a comic and doing all these things and whatever. And I think like feminism and, and all this has kind of taken a different turn. Things have changed changed and people identify with being a feminist in one way, but they don't with in another. So I'm more on like that political side and, 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 you know, equal rights and equal pay and all that. Now that said, I was, I was teaching for a while Mm -hmm. and, um, I'm, so I got pregnant and I, I taught and I was in the same place for six years and I was like a, like a head kind of person, a lead and, and they depended on me a lot. And I entertained a lot of people and I met a lot of people, um, like wealthy people in New York. And, and I was good at my job, really good at my job. And I kind of trained other people, the whole thing. Um, and I felt extremely independent and I was proud of what I did. It was affecting children, this and that and the other thing. And then I got pregnant. And uh, other women in the company had gotten pregnant and they'd moved them around. Like if they were they were coaching, they would um, move them to like desk work or administrative stuff or like more of a like a leadership. Wait, role. Can we say what this like that? It I was, was teaching gymnastics because I was like, otherwise, it sounds like we you were, were running a, like a child cult or something. Had a tumble. And OK. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then like I had Ugh, I love really, gymnastics. Yeah. I had like bigger, not bigger girls, but like older girls. So I was lifting girls that were, you know, your size. Mm-hmm. Our oh, size, damn. you know, and throw, one girl was like five inches taller than me, oh and I was God. helping her do that <clears throat> handspring. So there's a yeah. lot, of, you know, like physical. I was really, job. really, yeah, I'm really strong. I'm an athlete. I, I you know, I'm, I was still tumbling right when I got pregnant. Part of wow. Me. Um, and before I found out that I was pregnant, I was still tumbling. So, yeah. uh, I, I and I, yeah, I was getting sick, but I wasn't like it doesn't change your entire body. So long story short, I find out that I'm a high risk pregnancy. And how so? Why? Um, I I'm Rh negative, which is a blood thing. Oh, I have shit. Hashimoto's disease, which is a thyroid issue, hmm. and I'm 36. Oh, so and white. <laughs> that, or, I, no, I, don't know. I was like, do white people <laughs> 36 and white suck more giving birth? It's really hard to get pregnant when you're white. <laughs> um, that's just some racism for you. But uh, so I got yeah. They they told me that I was high risk, and they I told them what I was doing, and that I you know, that I do lift kids and they, and the doctor said to me, because of the changes in your body and because you're high risk, um, there's something called like round ligaments that you get pains, um, uh. and that when you're starting to stretch and, and things are changing and the baby is gestating, um, you can, you can rip that or tear that. Um, and you don't want to rip or tear your round ligaments because that's the thing that's going to hold, hold your baby, baby in. Shit. Exactly. Hold mm-hmm. the baby up. So, and I was lifting these kids and I'd had a couple of these moments where, like, it, you know, I lifted a kid, I caught a kid off of a beam or something and it kind of, pl- and I was in a lot of pain. So I stopped heavily spotting the, yeah, the, the, gym- the, the gymnastics. 
And, uh, and nothing bad happened to me, but I did talk to the doctor and, they, and the doctor said, don't lift more than 25 pounds, wrote a, a letter to my employers and said, you know, she's just limited physical activity in terms of lifting the kids. She can still do whatever. And they asked me if I wanted to, um, what my options were. I said, I'll do whatever. I'll move wherever I'll go. You know, I'll do whatever job necessary. I'm fine. And I continued to do the job that I had been doing. I was doing like seven birthday parties a a weekend. Mm -hmm. I mean, like jumping up and down, throwing my body on the ground. And like, you know, we're talking like 10 hour days and things. So I was fine. I was fine. Um, and then I got a letter when I went on the road with my husband for Valentine's day, mm-hmm. I was a month, um, maybe a month and a half pregnant and on uh, the road for shows you guys on went? the road for shows. Yeah. And so we went to Ottawa in Canada and, um, I got an email that said, we have all of your classes covered and, uh, due to your physical restrictions of your high risk pregnancy, we no longer have any available positions within the company. That is the most illegal like they just well and also like they they, they literally even, just said we're firing you because you're pregnant they didn't even like mm. lie about no. it because i'm like they have you they know sh- they yeah. can cover it up and like pretend that that wasn't the reason and that's not illegal and then it's, it's probably be harder like, for you to defend yourself well yeah probably they could say also, oh you're on the road a lot for because right. you're a comic and we just don't we want someone who's more committed to the job like that would have been a lie that would have been could acceptable also say, like you know whatever you're mm-hmm. saying online or whatever you're saying sure on oh, yeah doesn't really drive your with twitter us. feed exactly we're good i mean i've been called by these people about my about my social media. Oh, you stuff. have. And but so they could have used. They see that's a nightmare. That. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's kind of uh, okay. But nothing so, bad. I mean I wasn't. What saying did anything you say bad. back? Um, I didn't. I contacted a lawyer. And yeah, because so that's been, not. Um, and and so the the firing or the the being let go has exacerbated. Come to find out, has exacerbated the high risk pregnancy, which has given me more complications because like of your stress, stress level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, yeah. Like, the stress, the financial. Yeah, stress. it was like you were bringing in a lot of money, a lot Separance. of money to nothing. No. Wow. They said I could probably try to, um, now I, I have a lawyer, but like, I'm not saying the specifics, but, uh, Jesus. they said I could try to claim FMLA. Now this is fe- the, f- what's the federal they mean the company that you worked for. Yeah. They said I could try that, but that I didn't what's qualify F-M-L-A? the federal maternity leave act oh, I think, or something okay. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I didn't qualify cause I didn't have that as many hours as I needed, which doesn't make any sense. And then, the second thing they said was that I could try to claim disability. A which pregnancy they is my not pregnancy. a disability, <laughs> motherfucker. Right. Oh so my I God. have been, talk about being like, like I God was so it. offended and oh. so disgusted. And I've been, we've, I mean, my life has been thrown into an uproar. I mean, I'm doing stand up, and that's, you know, and, and I'm doing lots of things. But you were working. I mean, I your was job got taken away. To go, right. To go from two incomes and to go equal you know, equal pay, equal sides for right. both of us in our marriage and this pregnancy to go oh, from that fuck. to yeah, now there's only one earner. On him. Right, exactly. So no, I got like, yeah. I'm like tutoring, I, I'm doing things here and there, but I mean, we are I mean, but the stress really of trying to like, find a job. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about being sick? Yeah, God, the most stressful it. thing you can do is lose your job, right? Or move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? <laughs> and and add that onto it. Like those are everyday stresses besides like deaths and stuff. Yes, right. I mean I I um I remember one job, and I've heard so many horror stories about this from women who are about getting fired when they're pregnant. The last job I had, they asked me if I was planning on getting pregnant before they hired me, mm-hmm. and I was like, "You can't do that. That's discrimination. I'm not. That's but you can't." And we had a temp who uh, was super pregnant, so sweet, hard worker. 
worked in the account. I mean, she was so fucking smart and on it. And like, she was the one we all came to. We're like, how do you do this? And they fired her because she had to go to doctor's appointments. They had to go to three doctor's appointments in the span of one month because she was having complications Mm -hmm. and they fucking fired. Well, I mean, she was a temp though. So that's not illegal, I guess. But I have, I've seen, I mean, it is just what I've seen. My limited experience is. It's so unfair because I think, and then somebody also told me that a lot of times if you're not a salaried if you don't have a salaried position mm-hmm. and it's hourly, which mine was because I, you know, I was just basically working, you know, from this hour to that hour with kids. And and that's great. And I got to choose my hours and, and everything when it came to like the extra stuff and yeah. private lessons and everything. Uh-huh. It's harder for you to to get like a positive result in a, in a, like a lawsuit if mm. It's harder if you aren't a salaried position because really? like when you're salaried and then there's HR and there's all these oh, things, there's yeah. a lot of things in place, but it's hard to prove. That's also really unfortunate because a lot of people in lower income brackets are obviously working hourly jobs, not salary jobs. So that's very discriminatory towards lower class people. That's why whenever anybody tells me that they are pro-life, I lose or anti-choice, I just fucking lose my shit. Because if you factor in all of these things, all of these, the the woman didn't want to get pregnant or whatever. And then you look at how pregnant women are fucking treated. Yeah. And it's, and then you look at the wage gap. And I feel like a lot of times that's just because women can't, get fucking fired if they get pregnant and or they and and if you're hourly good god you have nothing you have and no choice story. like you, i have never it's felt, fucking bullshit i have never been without a job in my lifetime i have never like i mean i've never been without le- oh it's so I've stressful always had like two jobs if yeah, not and three. what if you were a single if, what if you were a single what if mom I was single? what oh, if i was oh, single if you were single then, oh my now, god now i, don't I know have to do. be on government assistance like yeah. you know what, see what i'm saying like, it. it doesn't make any sense to me and there's a lot of you know there i, I know my situation is positive in that I have outlets like I have stand up and I do this and I can you know and I'm educated and I can do things like tutor or you know do little things here and there and that I have a great husband and all that but I'm uh, you know this is not nearly as bad as somebody else that I could you know right and I and it really kind of gets me where I I can't do much about it right now in this moment once you know now that I'm pregnant but after the fact to bring awareness to it. I mean, there's so, so many women. I can't even, I don't even know if I could find the number. How did many you, does the, did oh, the lawyer man. you get, does that per, he or she specialize in this kind of a Just lawsuit? more like a, um, I mean, it's like a dude, like, um, what is it? Discrimination. Um, employee, employment discrimination. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys um, know that, uh, oh my God, the United States. So Russia, Netherlands, Mexico, Japan, Italy, Indonesia, India, Germany, France, China, Canada, Brazil, Australia, UK, Turkey, which I could go on and on. These are all countries that have paid maternity leave right. mandatory. It's legal. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's in the law. Yeah. I've, well, this I know US, that from Sicko. Michael like Moore. Seven, United it. 70th or something. Zero days. Zero. Yeah, this all zero. Because this is all part of the healthcare system, and we have one of the worst healthcare systems. Mm -hmm. uh, Oh my god! For such a progressive, you know, in quotes, country. But I mean, like, yeah, this is. I mean, Michael Moore did cover this years ago in Sicko, and he goes to other countries and uh, gives the amount of time that women get off for maternity paid. You know, of course, and people get paid sick days too, like a lot of them. Saudi Arabia gives seventy days maternity leave at fifty percent pay. Well, that's probably because they just don't want to see. 
Yeah, right. Get the fuck but out of our sight. I would rather that than Nero, though. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to say, I would still rather live in America. Uh, but Norway, yeah. same, Norway but... gives a year Well, Nor- paid. That's like an example of a country yeah. that's like great and like right. just everyone Russia, all good old Vladdy Poots, gives <laughs> you 140 days at 100% pay. Wow. And America doesn't give you anything. I'm also... And a lot of these have paid paternity leave as well. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's great. I'm also... um. I'm also, though, uh, interested to like if, if there are statistics on how many women are working in those countries, if it's yeah. the same as America, because it's easy to write on paper like we're better than you. But in Saudi Arabia, I got to say, I think that I a mean, lot of the women are, probably aren't working. So it's not that much of a financial burden on the country. Yeah, possibly. I'm trying to be not so it's not yeah, but so okay, overwhelmingly so liberal, but yeah. Statistic. Like, I mean, when you start to look at tax appropriation, um, here I come with my politics, but tax appropriation when it comes to the United States federally is uh, we spend, I think it's around generally 33% of our GDP towards the military. Right. <sighs> right. Mm-hmm. That, so, so that's it. Cause right? my 33%. penis is big and I have giant guns. Education. <laughs> I don't know about healthcare. Education is like 3%. Mm-hmm. Right. So three. Oh, and, and it's only higher than transportation. So so <laughs> we can so we can wage what these the wars, fuck? but we're not. Number one, we're not taking care. And the only thing there's like the other big part of the pie is welfare, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But welfare needs a complete and total overhaul as well. Um, but you'll never get you'll never get any part of that pie of like that military piece of the pie taken away it's always mm-hmm. going to stay the same so the problem is like how do we really invest oh god in, it's just like a our country is, is the nightmare. our budget is the equivalent of like a butt hurt bro yeah <laughs> of like i'm just gonna put all my money in guns and like then like three dollars to educate like it just it so we just, can wage wars but we can't like the so we're supposed but to you're be not smart enough to, to country but we can't take care of our the women that are having our children so damn dude that and makes I, me I am so that mad woman. i'm that quintessential yeah. woman and i'm that woman that lost her job and i'm not i'm not um how do you deal I with that receive... emotionally I, I would be angry a lot well that's why i'm angry and i i was really mad at the ambulance today and i get unsafe thank god i'll say this and i and i've been talking about it a lot well i i don't know how women that have gone through what i'm going through if not worse don't have the outlet like I have to get on stage and be as and ridiculous and vicious. And I mean, I'm not vicious to other people, but you know, as, as angry as I am to kind of turn that is into funny is, I mean, I think I'm funnier now because I've gone through all these things. Sure. Um, and oh my God. When I first heard funny. you were pregnant, I'm like, Oh my God, you're gonna have great bits about that. It's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. But I, I, and I really don't understand how, how women can do this and not murder people. Like I really don't. Yeah. And Damn. I give them a lot of credit and I just have way more respect for women. Women are, women are badass people. I, I, that's why I think pregnant women are just, I'm, I'm just in awe of pregnant women. I just think it's so fucking cool and impressive and awesome. I, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't even have words to really articulate how I feel about it, but and then when you look at the way women get treated, it's like, God damn it. I, I want to scream. And then, you know, like uh, you think of, I mean, I used to look at women and be like, I'm a mom and rah, 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 but <laughs> like, I used to think it was a, like, it, it, it annoyed me. I'm like, yeah, I get it. You're a mom, but there really is. There's a, there's a completely different perspective on life itself. For when me, you're pregnant. When you're pregnant. Really? Yeah. Life perspective. Wow. Why did you want to become a mom? Like what did you have a thought process about it or did you kind of like, oh, this is what I'm definitely going to do. I've always wanted to do this or. I, um, I kind of, I, I always loved children. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I've been working with children sure, for yeah, what, yeah, 15 years. And um, and I, I don't know. I think children are better than we are. And oh, yeah. Like they have, they're not ruined yet. And they're, they're not tainted. They're, they're beautiful. Pure. Yeah, exactly. And they're and they're sweeter. And they'll tell you, you know, they care. Like you know, if you have a boo boo, three year old will come up to you and and go, like, oh, no, I'm kissing and make it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And do I think I'm going to do a better job than than other people? And yeah, because I am better than everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, yeah. But, no, but I mean, like it's. <sighs> Because I know I was, you were like said before, like, oh, I hope I get a good one. But a lot of that is going to have to have to do with how you and Aaron parent the kid. I mean, obviously there is nature. And like, you know, if your kid's like a serial killer or something like that, you're not gonna be able to change that because that's like ingrained in the brain structure, in my opinion. But uh, (laughs) uh, but I mean, yeah, you guys are gonna have a lot to do with that. I think good parents make good kids. I just don't, I you know. Have you talked about like, how are we going to raise our kid? Well, yeah. You talk about that in advance? Well, because we have sisters and brothers that have kids and we're like, we're not going to do the stuff. (laughs) Sure. Like, oh, that piece of shit. No No. screen time until (laughs) he's 10. Well, I don't really. Yeah. I don't want to shove an iPad in my kid's face at, you know, I think that's great. I, it it really troubles me when I see like three-year-olds on the train and like playing games or, and I know there are brain, like games that really like help you with your brain, brain, but it's also like, and there's a lot of other stuff. Doing physical activities and actual things is better for your development though. You ever been in a restaurant and you look over and there's a table of two parents and like three kids and they're all on a cell phone or an iPhone or an iPad and you're like, yeah, that feels gross. I don't want my kid to be eating chicken tenders if there's like escargot on the table. <laughs> you know, like eat the I don't, fucking I, escargot. I doubt a child is going to have a palate for escargot. Mommy, I want escargot. But you can try. No, but I when I used to be a server, there'd be a kid who like five, six years old would come and be like, I will have the escargot and the lobster thermos. I mean, oh, that kid's a douchebag, though. <laughs> I kind of want that fuck kid, you. though. That's what the kid that I, I want. I want a kid who's smarter and better than me. It's expensive. You yeah. better get another job real fast. No, I need to, <laughs> need to be employed. Toddlers eating escargot. <laughs> I need this. This career needs to pop off <laughs> Guys, I need to get crazy. No, you got to win that lawsuit and get mad rich. No, I wish it were like that. And it's not even that. And the kind of settlement. Oh, and it probably takes forever. It does. And there's no, like, you never know. The kind of settlement would be pretty minimal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's the dollar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, like, the low balling. It's like, ah, screw you. You didn't take me for That's so fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so fucked. I do want my kid to be smarter than cute. I'll say that. Good. Yeah, I say that. That's all the time. much more uh, helpful. Yeah, because like, I don't want to raise a president. Daddy's a princess. No, you know what? Life isn't Disney. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Shoot me. You know, like p- putting Disney in front of a little girl de- Dude. develops these expectations that yes. are really unattainable. And Correct. it's like this this princess mentality. Like just you, keep, have you met keep, these princess bitches? Keep serving the them. And even if they like jail your dad, it's cool. He'll change. But also there's a way to enjoy stuff like that and not actually think that it reflects real life. Because I was like very into princess and stuff, but I'm not a dumb bitch. I never thought I was going to be a princess and I never like aspire like I just it, I truly just valued it as entertainment yeah yeah you know you can do that too I mean how are, how are you raising it as, as her, her as Jewish or Christian or what are you uh, doing non-religious non-religious oh is, nice. is Aaron non-religious I'm not really religious at all I mean I was raised non-religious I turned out pretty great I go to synagogue for like Yom Kippur sure are you yeah. so are you you don't have to worry about like Santa are you not even doing like a- we're gonna do the holidays yeah, for, for, for like the 
For tradition stuff. Uh, so are you doing Santa though? I'm like, I'm obsessed specifically with the concept of Santa. Of Santa. Have you and Aaron talked yeah. about your Santa? Yeah, we plan. have talked about Like, are you going to tell your kids Santa like exists? Yeah, I am. Yeah. If I have one. Yeah. See, I, I have a really hard problem with that. Yeah. yeah. Like the imagination, I think. And, and I remember growing up and kind of, you know, being excited for something like that. Like, sure. feel like there's like this magical person or, yes. or entity that like you know that that there's something bigger than you and then can and knows if you're doing good or not like I, not that I want to guilt my kid into being a it good is kid, religion but, for kids though yeah I mean I don't know because I loved Santa and I believed in Santa till I was like 12 years old but then I was like really deeply I'm not even having kids so it doesn't matter but I was deeply thinking like if I had a kid would I tell them about Santa and I don't know it was such a blow for me when I found out Santa wasn't real it like I feel like it crushed my did your, soul did one of your parents yeah. explain why they lied I mean not it's fun it's and just like I mean I didn't need it to be explained it's very it's very it's obvious to me why you do because it's magical and Christmas fucking sucks without Santa. I mean, family, all that, but come on. Santa, yeah, Santa's whatever. the Presence jackpot. Santa. <laughs> Santa is the jackpot. It's not even about the price. It's just like Santa himself is like that's so it's so cool. But it's also that that the capital the capitalism that's really kind of imprinted mm-hmm. on children where right. I'm really disgusted by the way that, you know, you look at your sisters and brothers and their and their kids and stuff and how, you know, an entire room is filled with toys that they're going to use for a, a second or a day yeah. or and then like they don't even know who got them what. And that kind of that level of, you know, of mm. just showering with gifts, th- that level of, you know, what is the word? Just like the excess. Overindulgent. The yeah. overindulgent. I don't like that. And I'm and I completely disagree with it. What I love about Judaism is that like there's like a, a there's a spiritual there's like a magic to it but not a but not like but no madness. <laughs> well Judaism the there's of- also a lot of uh, going without yes. Jews love that I really like that too let's though. make ourselves the reason suffer. I married a can Jew. you not eat for a week go we're gonna be real thin after um, oh god that I mean that stuff I, I don't Jewish hobbies have- are like the most <laughs> not <laughs> fun so sad <laughs> the super sad stuff um, we have to wrap up but is there any Anything else you would like to leave us on? Any other words of wisdom or thoughts or just where can we find you on social media? Um, I am... Yeah, you recording gotta promote my, your big, your big I am. show, it's a big Christine. Thing, you guys, I'm recording my first comedy album, Eight Months Pregnant. Oh my God. When is this? And I can't August wait to 13th. go. Call her Christine Wong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to Wong up her <laughs> by <laughs> giving birth on stage. If so, this is any precursor to what you're going to do, yeah, I'm recording. I'm very excited. Very exciting. I think, uh, yes, yeah, so it's at New York Comedy Club, August. 13th August 13th okay. I will be eight months and one day pregnant it's wow due date Corinne is going to be doing the show with and I you know it is my dad's birthday but can't turn down two spots guys <laughs> yeah fuck yeah comedy for life come support a lady that uh that I think only like what I don't really know how many women have done this have recorded their album. Ali Ali Wong Wong and you. Ali Wong and me. So come to the... But you needed a white one. This is like Biggie and Tupac. Come to Biggie. You know what I mean? Like come to the east side. Biggie, big bitch. Um, Bring your own trash bag if you want to sit in the front row. 
I'm actually, I might provide tarps just in case I. I that's actually a really it. funny idea. That. That's a really funny. You're in the splash zone. That's and a spl- really. Right, like Gallagher. Oh my God. That's yes. very funny, Christine. Yeah. You got to do that. We're now. doing this. So that's seven o'clock really and nine fifteen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put all the info up. And, I cannot wait. Corinne will, will be there with oh us. Oh my God. Please come support my baby. I don't have any money. Yeah, guys, you got to buy a ticket because Christine will come dying. I'll be mad at you. Because <laughs> Christine fucking needs. I need so much. Some money. And like, you know, Maybe you should pass around like a bucket afterwards. Dude, I'll yeah. do it. I'll pass you know, around a bucket a for you. Be a real feminist. <laughs> come if you don't some, come to my show, you fucking suck and you hate baby. Women. Oh yeah. my god, that's so, really yeah, funny. It's gonna be a good time. I think it's called due date. I'm we're kind of fudging it that it's the due, but it, I could not have this show on my actual due date. No, what if I gave birth beforehand, like yeah. I could no, 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 potentially yeah. go into labor at this show, which is a sideshow in and of itself. Wow. Like, if you want to see. Man. Well, well, you gotta have a lot of mic and candy. excitement, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. dude. Oh, there's also um, you can mic your pussy like Sarah Silverman, or I could be like the Naked Show and have be like one of the comics that pulled her her jokes out of her pussy. Have you heard? I'm not gonna do that. Everybody. I haven't heard Forget that. Well, why don't you just do the show naked? Oh God, you know what? I should take pictures naked. No, no, I don't want to hurt people. Um, I think it would be hot. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Oh, also, we're having a baby roast. Yamanika is roasting a baby. She's roasting your unborn baby. Yeah. Her. Oh God. Nathan McIntosh. Oh, um, it's Casey gonna be Balsham. brutal. That's yeah. gonna be I think fun. Pete Lee might be. I don't know. When is this? this and is then you're August gonna show it to her on her thirteenth birthday. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This has never been done before. So roasting an unborn baby. Roasting an unborn baby. And I think that's mostly gonna be like roasting us having it. The idea of well, us having it. Yeah. Child. I mean, I already got a right. thousand jokes in my head. Premise well, ideas in my head. Then if you guys want to come and roast her, that's fine too. Fucking hilarious! You guys should come roast her. Oh <laughs> my god, I got, I got some jokes already. Because well, we have an open spot, by the way. Oh we my do have god. An open spot. Oh my god. I like how you're pointing at us. Okay, guys, if you want to, thank you guys so much for having me. Though, I'm where really can excited. we? What's your? So, you have a website. You got I Twitter. You I'm got. on the Twitter. I'm funny Christine. Um, the way that you spell Christine, Christ-like, funny Christine, and then the I'm correct on, way. Yeah, and then I'm on. Um, Instagram, funny X teen. That's right. Ooh, sassy yeah, way. XX, no, just one X. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Christine Mehamburg on Facebook. I don't, my website's not up because I don't have the money to pay for it. You hi- did the, the, the hyphenated last name. Yeah, so if anyone wants to donate a website to a, a pregnant woman, we're just gonna get <laughs> I mean, free stuff for you. I know there are well, web we designers listening. People. And yeah. if you don't email us, it's a mitzvah. You hate women. So. It's a yeah. mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Uh, this has been Guys We Fucked, the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Oh,
season, Mod Class got you covered. Snag a new swimsuit for that summer getaway or a cute cardi for those first signs of fall. Mod Class signature line of apparel comes in full size ranges from XXS to 4X, so it's never been easier to find your perfect fit. Need a little outfit advice? Just reach out to their amazing team of mod stylists for free sizing, fit, and styling help. Go to modcloth.com and enter promo code GWF at checkout to get 30% off your order of $100 or more. Snag your next style obsession at Mod Cloth.